Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is October 25th, a Wednesday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a group of 33 states, including California and New York, are suing Meta Platforms Incorporated for harming young people's mental health and contributing to youth mental health crisis by knowingly designing features on Instagram and Facebook that addict children to its platforms. The lawsuit filed in federal court in California also claims that Meta routinely collects data on children under 13 without their parents' consent in violation of federal law. Kids and teenagers are suffering from record levels of poor mental health and social media companies like Meta are to blame, said New York Attorney General Latitia James. Meta has uh, profited from children's pain by intentionally designing its platforms that manipulate features uh, that make children addicted to their platforms while lowering their self-esteem. The broad range suit is the result of an investigation led by a bipartisan coalition of attorneys uh, from California, Florida, Kentucky, Massachusetts, Nebraska, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Vermont. You know, it's funny, Kathy, because I was talking to a neighbor's teenage daughter, uh, you know, and we were just chatting and uh, I forget how it came up, but basically she says she blames uh, the the phones and so she blames like this. So in other words, I think it started to happen where the people who are most affected by it are really kind of bristling back against it, saying, you know, we're being manipulated. Yeah, so Steve, they actually did an internal study and it cited 13.5% of teen girls saying Instagram makes thoughts uh, makes thoughts of suicide worse and 17% of the teen girls saying that it makes eating disorders worse. I mean, she was, so she was, she was clear on it and saying that she felt that it was, she, what she blamed initially was, she goes, it's the phones, it's the phones. Yeah. And what she was meaning was social media. Yeah. I met a spokesperson, sent the following statement, we share the Attorney General's commitment to providing teens with safe, positive experiences online and have already introduced over 30 tools to support teens and their families. We're disappointed that instead of working productively with companies across the industry to create clear, age-appropriate standards for the many apps teens use, the Attorney General uh, Generals have chosen this path. I was so troubled by this story yesterday, Preston. I had to hop on Pornhub just to calm down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smart. I mean, the idea that you could be addicted to something online was I know, just... And I there know. I am. I was at like hour three. At least you have somewhere to go. Somewhere to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where everyone knows my name. Yes. <laughs> Stay! Up to 95% of youths ages 13 to 17 in the United States report using a social media platform with more than a third saying they use social media almost constantly, according to the Pew Research Center. The parents of a University of Pennsylvania student filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Panera Bread Monday over its charged lemonade energy drink. The 21-year-old woman who had a heart condition died after consuming a heavily caffeinated energy drink at Panera Bread that she may have believed was regular lemonade, her parents alleged in the wrongful death suit against the restaurant chain. In September of 2022, after drinking charged lemonade, Sarah Katz experienced cardiac arrest while at a restaurant with her friends and died after being transported to the hospital and suffering a second arrest, according to the lawsuit, which was filed Monday morning in Philadelphia. Uh, Katz's parents are seeking compensatory and punitive damages. In an autopsy report obtained by CNN, the medical examiner cites Katz's cause of death as cardiac arrhythmia due to long QT syndrome, LQT 
ICS is a disorder that can cause fast and irregular heartbeats that can be life threatening, according to the Mayo Clinic. I never, I, I haven't, I wasn't aware of this. No, I mean, no. I, I knew the story, but I wasn't aware of this lemonade. Yeah, and, and I and I've gone and when I, when I go to Panera, which I I haven't been lately, but I will. Um, I'll kind of, they do have some uh, different uh, yes. flavors of lemonades. You and mix I'll, them? I'll mix them. Yeah. 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 But I've never noticed anything that says caffeinated. Well, I noticed I know. Lemonade. Yeah. I yeah. noticed it last week because I had to, uh, my daughters were in play practice, so I was ordering them food for dinner, and I had to order food for my one daughter's friend who has dietary restrictions. She's got allergies to, right. I don't even know. Like, <clears throat> I know, like, peanuts and stuff like that. So I was really worried, and she asked for lemonade. They don't, and so I saw the charged lemonade. Well, I'm like, well, so this is it, Casey. This that. is right out of the fountain. It says charged? I was ordering online, right. so that's where I saw all of the because they don't have a straight up lemonade, so I was ordering like a hibiscus and blah blah right. blah lemonade, and I'm like, well, I don't know, I don't know if she's allergic to that, right, you know. Right, so I was right. like really worried. Yeah, like I wonder if it's in because it comes right out of right, the right, right. And I wonder if it's it, lined it up say, yeah. with it, and is that the charged lemonade? Because I don't think I don't that know. they have bottled drinks at Panera. No, because like, originally, originally like, when, yeah, when they, I thought originally when this came up, I thought okay, maybe this is a can thing they offer at yeah. Panera. I didn't, re- and I was, and then now I'm re- hearing it. It's a fountain. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. And and if I mean, I guess um, it, if it, it's if, it, if it's a fountain drink, they have it. You know, if you go right. to there, they have them all lined up next to each other. So mm. uh, I don't know. Uh, Katz was diagnosed with LQTS when she was five years old and managed symptoms by taking medication and limiting caffeine. The lawsuit states uh, most energy drinks contain large amounts of caffeine, added sugars, vitamins such as uh, B vitamins and other legal stimulants. Panera's charged lemonade includes sugar, caffeine, coffee extract. Uh, oh. Guarana extract, yeah, yeah. both of which are sources of caffeine. Health professionals have warned that people, uh, young people who consume energy drinks can encounter dangerous side effects such as dehydration, irregular heartbeat, and heart failure. Mm. Katz was reasonably confident it was a traditional lemonade, the lawsuit says, adding that Panera misled consumers by not properly labeling charged lemonade as an energy drink in the store. So there's a graphic up here in the studio. I guess Connor called this photo up and, and it says it mango, is. yuzu, citrus, and on top of it it says Charged lemonade. Wow. Now, I, yeah. I, but what does that mean? What does that mean what exactly? That yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to put the word caffeinated on right. there. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. A former Doylestown Hospital director is facing charges for allegedly stealing more than $600,000 from a hospital charitable account. 68 year old Norma Gallagher. Uh, well, was he really in need? Yeah. You know, because I mean, if it went to a, a good place. Yeah. Uh, it was a she. Oh. And, uh, she's, I really needed that Lamborghini. <laughs> she's from Shalfon. Uh, she's accused of using the hospital's money to pay her personal taxes, real estate taxes, cell phone bills, car payments, and personal credit. You don't accounts. know how expensive Ferraris are. Wow. But she did this for a long time. So yeah. she retired as the director of the medical staff in March of 2021. The investigation began uh, just afterwards in January of 2022 when the hospital's board of directors reported receiving insufficient funds charged on an account they wow. were unaware of that was even open. So authorities say that Galagarza made a Approximately 896 unauthorized transactions totaling approximately $604,000 from 2008 to 2021. Wow. I had uh, a friend of a friend who was a like a treasurer for a medical group or something like that. And he was he was, he was, he was bleeding them. Yeah. Oh. Over how long? It, it was a few years yeah. and got busted and uh, was going to go to jail and reached out to their circle of friends to ask for financial help. Oh, my God. And they were like, um, 
No. I don't think so. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. Guys, I embezzled a lot of people. <laughs> I really need some help. Well, <laughs> don't you see that crime in and of itself yeah. is something we would not want to be part of? Yeah. 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 yeah, like you might embezzle us. But I guess people in that position, when they when they can cook the books, yeah. they might, you know, say, well, nobody's going to miss this. Well, and you know that's that's that it's per- a little bit over time. Right, and, percentage you know. here, percentage yeah. there, percentage here. That's uh-huh. what I think happens. Yeah. It's like just a little bit. It's not going to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. And then over all these years, over $604,000. Yeah. What was the uh, the office space thing? It was every yeah. p- pennies on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 On Tuesday, she was arraigned on felony counts of theft by unlawful taking, theft by deception, receiving stolen property, and other related charges. She probably thinks she got, she thought she got away with it because she retired. Right. You know what I mean? And then after she retired, they come back and. Home free, baby! (laughs) Not so much. Uh, She was released on $250,000 unsecured (laughs) bail (laughs) in sports this morning. Should have just ended on a positive note. The lady who stole from the hospital. (laughs) An upbeat story of success. The Phillies lost to the Arizona Diamondbacks 4-2 in last night's Game 7 at the ballpark. What the f*** is this? After the game, Nick Cassiano said, We underachieved as a team. It's a frustrating way for the season to end. What the f*** is that? Cassianos was among those who struggled in the series, going 0-20 for at bats over the final six games. What the f***? The Phils lost six uh, game six and seven at home, and taking uh, after taking a three two series lead in Arizona after scoring ten runs in game two, the team's offense scored a total of four runs in three of their losses. You last night they went one for ten with home runs and scoring positions tied for the fifth worst batting average in a winner take all game since 1990. Shut the f- up. Meanwhile, the Diamondbacks will advance to the franchise's first World Series since 2001 and will play the American League champs, the Rangers, in Texas on Friday night. And the Flyers they also lost to the Golden Knights three two last night in Las Vegas. Shea, uh, okay, all right. Ah, the hell with Shea it. Theodore uh, scored from the left circle with 32 seconds left to give the Ve- to give Vegas the win and extend the Golden Knights' season-opening winning streak to seven games. Well, there goes the Stanley Cup. The Knights scored two goals in the final seven minutes and 54 seconds to overcome a 2-1 deficit. Noah Cates and Cam Atkinson scored for the Flyers, and Carter Hart stopped 26 shots. The Flyers are back home tomorrow night and will host the Minnesota Wild. The puck will drop at 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Listen, it's uh, it, it sucks that things ended the way they did, but I'm going to say this now, and I'll probably repeat it a few uh, more times this morning. I want to thank the Phillies for a hell of a great yeah. postseason and and a lot of fun. Seven games in the NLCS. Sure. I mean, yep. game two alone made it really fun to enjoy this. I mean, you know, you got it. You got it. You got to give them some love because it was a, it was a really awesome time and it was this close. And You're exactly the right. Team one and it, it's what happens, man. I mean, you know, sometimes it doesn't come together, but it was it was a lot of fun watching these games. Yeah, I think of the the years where you never made it 
to yeah. you know this far. Of, yeah, yeah, right. And that yeah. and that extra bit, the the fun, the memories, those moments do mean something. Yeah. Though uh, a lot of pe- a lot of people are still suffering whiplash this morning. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. There Most are definitely. you know seven stages of grief. And yeah. I, I am well ensconced in the first one. Still. <laughs> yeah. I, Denial. Uh, shock. Oh, shock. shock. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I just can't believe that this happened. And everything you said, Preston, is true. I am not there yet at all. Okay. I'll, I'll get there eventually. But man, it's just uh, this well, one hurts a lot. It. <laughs> Nothing is inevitable, but this felt inevitable. That that there was so many things in play where, you're like, you didn't want to get cocky, but okay, we get this out of the way and then move on. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally, right? right? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll brush them off, right? Move along, and uh, our know, stadium's louder. It's another, yeah, yeah I know, <laughs> I know. It's another story, man. What it comes down to is those guys on the field. They yeah. gotta make it happen, and and uh, the other team did. And there you go. Well, we move on. All right, we move on, and that's what we're doing. Uh, we do have a uh, secret text word prize today. It being a Wednesday, um, we have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets to see the No Name Pops for their debut performance. It's called Let's Groove Tonight, Motown and the Philly Sound. They're excellent. Uh, it's this Saturday, eight p. Show at Verizon Hall. They played our Subaru. We, the broadcast. They only had like only had like seventeen people while we were there. It's like a sixty piece orchestra, and it is amazing. And that singer Paula. Oh my god, mm. just incredible. She was singing Aretha, right? Yeah, yeah she sang amazing. a bunch of stuff, but but that yeah, she did Natural Woman, and it was amazing. So. Uh, text word secret to 39333, and uh, we'll send a word back to you, and we'll ask you to call in later with that word and the designated caller. Uh, we'll win, and then we'll grab a random texter and give away uh, one that way as well. Uh, we will do a Wednesday Fox Good Day hit. I'm sure they're going to want to talk a little bit about the fills. We'll find out maybe, or they just want to avoid the subject altogether. Who the hell knows? But we'll get to that, and then uh, we'll fill in the blanks with a bunch of other things throughout the course of the morning. We're going to come back in just a second. Oh, man, a... Uh, a Hollywood legend passed away. One of my favorites. We'll get to the details and the stupid question uh, when we return. Stay with us. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
All right, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to see uh, Stavros uh, Hilkias, who's going to be playing at the Met on November 4th. If you can answer this question correctly, in what state was the world's first sliced bread offered for sale? The first sliced bread? Yeah. Huh. I, know and what, I know this. What U.S. state? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, Let's see if you know the That's answer. the town. That's the town. Yeah, what state? Yeah, there you go, Case. Yep, he got it right. How about that? Uh, that's a quizzo dude at work right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. All right, let's see if you know the answer to that. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go through some birthdays today, being the 25th day of October. Oh, it's Bobby Knight's birthday Aww. today. Bobby! I bet he's doing something so nice and low-key. He is. He's 83 years old. Ah! There you go. How did that guy not have a heart attack ages ago? Remember that footage? There's so much footage, but yes. there was a footage just of him just having a complete nuclear meltdown courtside. Yeah. The, um, the movie Blue Chips, uh, uh, Nick Nolte's character, I know yeah, that yeah. the story isn't about Bobby Knight, but that persona was clearly taken yeah. from a Bobby Knight type of coach. I mean, you got to get so twisted up medically yeah. that has to... Do tons of damage to he's you. He's 83, though, yeah, so yeah. he's still kicking along. Uh, Marion Ross, Mrs. C. Yay. On Happy Day. She is 95 hey. years old, man. Wow. Yeah, so. So she had a successful run on Happy Days and then married Captain Stubing on the Love Boat. What, in real life? Well, in the series. Oh, in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she is uh, 95 years old today. Uh, actor and director Adam Goldberg. Not the Adam Goldberg from uh, the writer from the Goldbergs, uh, but Adam Goldberg, who you may know from Saving Private Ryan. The Hebrew and, Hammer. Yep. He was on uh, Friends, and uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff uh, throughout the years. He is uh, celebrating his 53rd birthday today. Uh, singer and guitarist Ed Robertson. It's been of the Bare Naked Ladies. Always a favorite. I, I They're a great band. I don't know all their deep cuts, no. but uh, of their hits, I'm definitely a fan, and I have uh, several songs that I go to from time to time. This is one of them, one of their first ones. The Old Apartment, such a great song. Uh, but talented musician Ed Robertson turns 53 years old today. Another talented musician, Mr. Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Is a year older. We had a great chat with him a couple of years ago. One of my favorites with his son in the background through the the window. He was uh, it was a Zoom interview. Yeah, and he was at home. I think it was in the Hamptons. Uh, Chad was uh, recently making some waves on social media. There's a uh, there's this uh, online drum group called Drumio, and yeah. uh, they offer lessons and, and interviews and all kinds of stuff. And he popped on there and started playing some songs that he'd never he's never played to before, and really showed what kind of chops as a drummer he has. And I'm glad that he. He's getting his comeuppance right now because people are really starting to acknowledge what a great drummer Chad Smith is. So happy birthday to him at 62 years He's, old uh, today. Eddie Vedder's drummer in Eddie's sideband in the Earthlings. No kidding. Yeah, so, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, it's it, and uh, it's, it's kind of an underrated side project for Eddie Vedder. But um, uh, he's, he's in this band right now called the Outlanders, I think. And they're recording in... Um, South America. They're in Colombia, and I, so I, I got to meet the lead singer. This guy named Miles Soleil. He's a really nice dude, and he's he's hanging out with Chad Smith. And it's just another side project for Chad. So I'm trying to get them to uh, check in yeah, from but, South America. The dude, nice. Wasn't he? And he had a uh, he he drops in at clubs. He, he did so at uh, yes. was it. Was it Wildwood? No, it wasn't in Wild, but it, it was somewhere down the shore. It might have been Ocean City. No, no, it was Stone Harbor. It was Stone a, Harbor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
because he had Jumped a... Up behind the kit. And well, started. he had an art show in Stone Harbor. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Outer National. That's the name of the band. Sorry. Uh, and I think, was he in Chicken Foot, too, with uh, Sammy yes. Hagar? And, yeah. So he bops around. He's he's uh, he's a he's a, he's a worldly known good guy. Yeah. yeah. He's in uh, Blister Pud. Uh, he is 62. Blister Pud. Wow. Weird. Uh, it's a, that's another little another side, side project. project. Uh, Nancy Cartwright, voice of voice of Bart Simpson, uh, turns sixty six years old today. Listen, is one of the notable Scientologists. Yeah, she's been with them for a long, long Ever. time. Yeah. Uh, lead singer of the band, yes, John Anderson. I've seen all good people oh, yes. Such a great song. Uh, we spoke to him. It might have been last year, and yeah. um, some people were texting in saying, "Who is the lady you guys are speaking to?" His voice is almost falsetto-like yeah. in the way that he speaks, but he could he has got such that higher register. And because of that, I think as he's aged, he's managed to keep most of his voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's a great singer, a wonderful band, and was a super nice guy. So happy birthday to John Anderson, yes, who turned seventy nine today. Love this. Let's just play the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a short song, right? <laughs> uh, also turning year older is actor uh, Makad Brooks. Is that how you say his name? He's from uh, True Blood, uh, Supergirl. I looked him up. He's um, insanely cut up. He's like in super oh, duper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a super good looking and wonderful shape kind worldly of guy. Known good guy. Worldly is known good guy. Is he a worldly known good guy? No, he's, he's really not. Shape. He's a locally known good guy. Uh, I need to see what he looks like. He's 43 today. I saw a picture of him with his uh, shirt off and that- he's just like. Bang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. I don't know who the hell that is. I was thinking... Uh, he might... I, did he play... He might have played Jimmy Olsen on some, uh, Supergirl. He's 43 today. All right. You know this superhero character, actor, Anthony Starr... Yes. ...who plays Homelander in The Boys. I... One of the most evil characters you have ever seen. I know you You will uh, agree to this, Preston. Um, no character, no performance makes you feel more uncomfortable oh. because of his portrayal. You don't ever know no. on what footing a character's on. And you don't know if he's with a character, if that character's going to die because yeah. he kills them. He's he's a Superman type of, yeah. of, of a hero. He has those type of abilities. And he'll be talking to someone. And they're having a wonderful, sweet conversation. You're like, man, is he uh-huh. is he stringing them along? Oh, is it, he is he baiting them? You know, one in particular when oh it, when, when they're trying to uh, audition for the uh, the new group. Yeah, and so he meets the the one hero who is uh, operates on hearing, who's blind. Yeah, and he goes, well, what if someone does this and 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 like ruptures his eardrums? Yeah. And, you, you know, oh my god, he's uh, evil. Uh, but he plays it so well. He's 48 today. Um, a guy we've had on the show before, very. Very, very funny, very, very talented. Craig Robinson has his birthday. Yep. Uh, also, uh, not the uh, not only the office, but uh, the hot tub time machine. Hot tub time machine. We made his uh, day. He was here just after seeing Slumdog Millionaire, and Danny Boyle was in the studio. Uh, Eastbound and Down, Zach and Mary. So many great things. He's hilarious. He is fifty-two years old today, dude. This is doing that thing where it's playing. What? Uh, we're we're listening to this audio, and I can't even turn it off. Oh, the music. <laughs> because oh, great. this little button's not. That's great. Not it's a great feature. Luckily, it's just a short. Yeah. Uh, I'll turn it down. Yeah. I can at least do that. Uh, and then the last birthday, one of my celebrity crushes, uh, Katy Perry, mm-hmm. uh, is 39 years old today. She's in some 
uh, perfume commercial. Oh, yes. She looks so stellar. Where it looked, the guy, now, Kathy, have you seen this commercial? She's like, uh, there's a guy sitting at a table and he notices her and he does this motion as if if he's like throwing his heart to her, but it looks like he's doing this thing where where he's he's finishing on her. He's finishing on her. You know, where you toss your hand and then throw like that. The first time I saw it, I'm like, did he just... I have to see this. Did he just yeah. do this? That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Ew. But she is. Uh, oh my gosh. Celebrating her 39th birthday today. I love. I love you, Kate. I love you, Pity Carey. Barry. All right. Uh, let's see. Here, here, wait. Okay. okay we've right. got the video up here. It's at the very, very end. So there's this handsome guy in a bar, and then yeah. He- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's grabbing his heart and throwing it to her, but it's as if. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right, let's see if we Aww, can get an answer so sweet. to the stupid question. Hey, I know. I'm flinging Aww. semen on you. He's so sweet. Here, I've got some loose semen. Take it. All right. Uh, in which U.S. state was the world's first sliced bread offered for sale? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Patrick, see if we get the answer. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Good morning. All right, Patrick, what Patrick. state did we get the first sliced bread for sale? As Casey would always say, it's the best thing since sliced bread from Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Yes, in 1928. What's that, what town, Casey? Is it Chillicothe? Oh, Chillicothe. No kidding. All right. Hang on, Patrick. Before that, you just had to get the whole loaf. Yeah. You, you tear it. away it yeah, like some sort that? of animal. I have to slice this myself? All right, we're going to give him a pair of tickets to see uh, Stavros uh, Hilkias, who's going to be playing Saturday, November 4th at the Met. And uh, tickets for two shows that night are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Um, let's begin with the celebrity death. This was unfortunate to hear this morning. Richard Roundtree, Hollywood icon who played John Shaft in the 1971 introduction of the Shaft film franchise. Uh, he was 81 years old. He had battled cancer. Yeah. Uh, his manager said that he had uh, pancreatic cancer and died Tuesday afternoon. His family was at his side. Though it was not the cause of, a de- of his death, Roundtree was a well-known breast cancer survivor. Yes, he mentioned that. Yeah, he had he was diagnosed in 1993 and throughout his survival advocated for greater breast cancer awareness among men. Uh, in his past he played football for Southern Illinois University. He did some modeling. Uh, he was drawn to theater and joined New York's acclaimed Negro Ensemble Company and then starred as Jack Johnson in the Great White Hope Off-Broadway before the role of John Shaft presented itself to him. Uh, the 1971 film directed by legendary Gordon Parks won a Oscars for Best Music, an original score for Isaac Hayes' eponymous hit, uh, and other music that he created for it. I listen to this all the time. I love this music from uh, Shaft. Uh, The role of John Shaft, the hotter-than-bond, cooler-than-bullet private uh, detective, changed Roundtree's life and the course of Hollywood by introducing him as an unapologetic protagonist and subterranean fighter of crime. Uh, Until then, action hero roles had been reserved for white actors, so he was a breakout star. So when it came out, I mean, I I saw in the theaters, I loved it. I've always been a huge fan of what they called at that time the black exploitation mm-hmm. cinema of all those movies and and directors like uh, Melvin Van Peebles and 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 um, they just phenomenal stuff uh, and. I, 
you know, we don't get really nervous, but when um, Richard Roundtree came in, I was a little bit nervous because I, I was remember. such a fan. Yeah, yeah I and uh, and I brought it up the movie, and his reaction was like, uh, like I started fanboying a little bit, but then he he corrected, and he was he was thrilled yeah. that I was into it. He just had a chance. To, he's yeah. he's talked about it most of yeah. his life, and it's kind of old news to him. But you know, he got the fact that right. people still love. And then that he came, and, and you know, we were chatting about it, which is really cool. But I mean, that was just, you know, he he was just the ultimate badass. Uh, so his other credits include uh, television hits such as Chips, Magnum PI, Desperate Housewives, Grey's Anatomy, and Chicago Fire. So he kept acting for quite a while. He appeared in countless 1980s and 1990s action films, including Original Gangsters, and of course. Uh, uh, he portrayed relatives or older versions of himself in the newer versions yeah. of Shaft with Samuel L. Jackson. All you need to do is watch just watch the opening credit sequence of Shaft to the uh, to the Shaft theme, the classic music, and he is walking around. And the camera, gorilla style, was you know they didn't really do setups; they were following yeah, him, him, walking around. through the city. Yeah, so it cool. looked awesome. Yeah. So sad news: Richard Roundtree, eighty-one years old, but left behind some great entertainment. Um, John. Stamos's memoir, uh, if you would have told me, hit shelves uh, yesterday. And among the many topics that the actor writes about are his marriage with Rebecca, Bo- Rebecca Romaine and the moment that, John found, Stamos. The moment that he found out that Bob Saget had died. Uh, he writes that he didn't believe the news about his longtime friend and Full House co-star when his publicist called him in January 2022. Uh, then Saget's wife, Kelly Rizzo, called and he said, when I switch callers over to Kelly, all I hear is a wailing scream. Oh, I hit the ground in the parking lot and my knees slammed down on the asphalt. He said, when you lose your best friend or lose a best friend, you lose a piece of your history and I feel lost. He wrote, uh, I'm still not ready to accept that he's gone. Not sure that I ever will be. Uh, in another section, he recalls turning down a role uh, in Nip Tuck because Romaine didn't like the show. He said, I let Rebecca read the script. Uh, it's demeaning to women, she said dismissively. And I think there's uh, I think there's more to the show, but we talk it out and I turn down Nip Tuck. And he said, little by little, I start to second guess my instincts, short sell my abilities, take fewer risks, and get lost in my marriage. I never knew I could be so angry and hate-filled toward another human being. John Samos. Much less one I had been dedicated <laughs> to for a decade. Uh, and on Monday... On Access Hollywood, uh, Rebecca Romaine's husband, Jerry O'Connell, said that uh, Stamos did not give him or her any warning about the new book. He said, we find find out about it just like anyone else. Yeah, apparently that's the case because the the girlfriend who you were talking about yesterday, um, God, I'm having a a brain fart, Um, you know, where she, Tony Danz was with her, uh, Terry Copley. Yeah, uh, you know, was the same sort of thing. Like what? Yeah, and I guess it's listen. If you're writing a memoir, if you're writing a book, uh, there are some people it's, you may just go, you know, it'll be out there when it's out there. Yeah, maybe I, I'm, I'm not asking for permission. I'm not giving you a warning, and this is just what I'm writing. So. Maybe float an article out in Good Housekeeping. Maybe, uh, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just before the book comes out, if you're. John Samos. You may want to yeah. do that, yes. Uh, we have a clip to play of this. So Michelle Williams narrated her first audiobook with Britney Spears' memoir, uh, The Woman in Me, which was released uh, yesterday. And a clip of the actress reading a section about Justin Timberlake has since gone viral. Is this what we're going to play so, here? Yeah, there, there are two clips. Uh, one, as she compares. So it, it, the whole thing has actually become viral because it's Michelle Williams reading and kind of doing a quasi-Britney Spears. The first one uh, is uh, in, from the book Britney Comparing 
wearing in sync to the Backstreet Boys, okay. and then the second is a an on the street uh, encounter that she had while with uh, her boyfriend at the time, Justin Timberlake. Okay, and she does name him in the book. Yeah, she calls him Jay or okay. yeah something. All right. uh, so here we go. This is the first one. His band in sync was what people back then called so pimp. They were white boys, but they loved hip hop. To me, that's what separated them from the Backstreet Boys, who seemed very consciously to position themselves as a white group. NSYNC hung out with black artists. Sometimes I thought they tried too hard to fit in. Okay. So so what happens is obviously she had somebody who was, they were recording the stuff that she was saying and they wrote it into a Koja book. Here's the original thing that Britney recorded. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, <laughs> wow, how do right. you even... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's what the writer then was able to right. discern. Wait, and I've never... Sorry, I've never in my life been in a book club, but I kind of want to be in a book club where we discuss <laughs> Talk about this? this. All right. I listen to this, you'll want to be in it even more with this, yeah, this is, She's reading uh, Justin's reaction to yeah. running into Genuine, I think? Yes, yeah. Right. Yeah, here we go. One day, Jay and I were in New York going to parts of town I'd never been to before. Walking our way was a guy with a huge blinged-out medallion. He was flanked by two giant security guards. Jay got all excited and said so loud, Oh yeah, foshes, foshes, genuine, what's up, homie? <laughs> After genuine walked away, Felicia did an impression of Jay. Oh yeah, foshes, foshes, genuine. <laughs> Jay wasn't even embarrassed. He just took it and looked at her like, Okay, f*** you, f*** Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's doing she's doing her impression yeah. of, of uh, what the way he acted and the way he spoke. So, I, I, listen. but people on social media are making a thing about it. I don't know okay. why, but I guess they are. That's the only way. That, I mean, I, I don't really get to read books as much. Thank, uh, thank God, I came around on the audiobook thing because there's so much stuff. Even something that's a throwaway like this, like when I sit yeah. down and read a Britney Spears biography. But no, but yeah. I might listen to it in the car. Yeah, a, a good uh, a good narrator. Will will yeah. do dialects and and, and sure. change their their inflections and voice and, and have some fun with it and uh, yeah I listen I'm constantly listening to audiobooks and they used to always abridge them when they would do that and they don't do that right. anymore right. You, you'll get the full book yeah you know yeah absolutely all right uh, let's see moving on to this story this is interesting according to Rodrigo Prieto uh, the cinematographer for Killers of the Flower Moon uh, there's a scene in the new Martin Scorsese film in which Robert De Niro spanks Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, he revealed that the Titanic actor wore butt padding while shooting this scene to withstand oh, yeah. the impact. Apparently, it's kind of brutal. Oh, Pietro said the scene is shocking and that it wasn't in the first draft of the script. He said, do I remember doing them quite a few times and thinking, oh, that must hurt? Yeah. Uh, there was some padding on his butt, but you could tell that De Niro was really hitting him. Uh, Leo is game for so much, he'll do anything. So, I don't know if he's just spanking him with his hand, or if he's using uh, paddling I, I, I don't know. I, I hear great things about this movie. It's obviously very long, which a lot of people have mentioned, but yeah. I was watching so, you know, GQ does this, um, you know, they'll do this series, and it's great. So, they talked to Scorsese about the making of this movie, and so... De Niro had been recommending that Scorsese work with DiCaprio when he did this boy's life. He said, I work with this kid. Oh, really? You're going to want to work with him. Oh, Like, it. back then, De Niro was seeing wow. it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Steve, you're talking about uh, books, and my mom read the book that this movie's based on. It's also called Killers of the Flower Moon, and um, it came out in 2017. She says it's her favorite book in the last two or three years. Like, wow. She absolutely loved it. So, uh, when she reads a book, she w- likes giving a little bit of time between the book and the movie. I, you know, yeah, just yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I get that. To enjoy the, uh, the book for what it is, but 
but she's she looks forward to seeing the movie as well. Just uh, don't drink a lot of water before you go. Right, yeah. yeah. Three and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, prosecutors are now including an incident that took place in London in September of 2022 in their domestic violence case against Jonathan Majors. Uh, the actor was arrested in New York City in March following a domestic dispute with his then-girlfriend, Grace Jabari. Uh, his final court appearance before it is determined if the case will go to trial is scheduled for today. It's not yet known uh, what the London Metropolitan Police report contains from last year's incident. Uh, but Variety reports that Jabari, who is a UK citizen, obtained medical care at the time. Majors was in London filming uh, this time as well, uh, filming season two of Loki. Now, I saw another story that says that she is expected to surrender to the NYPD today. Yes. On a misdemeanor assault countercharge brought against her by him, according to multiple <sighs> sources. What a mess. So, uh, and, and these are two different stories uh, So that, that I'm reading here, but uh, this whole thing goes back to a, a, a quarrel they had in March on a uh, Chinatown Manhattan street corner. Uh, she alleged that uh, to the NYPD and Manhattan prosecutors that during the fight, Majors twisted and broke her finger and bloodied her ear by slapping her in the head. Majors later counted in a June police complaint that uh, Jabari was the aggressor, and that the that sidewalk and nightclub video shows that she was uninjured in the hours after the dispute. Major alleges that Jabari scratched him, scratched at him, and stole from him that night. Then injured herself while alone in a drunken fall at his penthouse apartment. Uh, the news of Jabari's pending arrest comes on the eve of uh, the Wednesday morning court appearance today in Manhattan, where defense lawyers and prosecutors may fight over the actor's claims that the Manhattan District Attorney's Office buried an NYPD investigation into the girlfriend's violent behavior on the night of the spat. So, Do you know who he's presenting as a character witness? Uh-uh. John Singh, what? Yeah, and yeah. so he should because so, he's got a book out. <laughs> he's got a book out, and everybody he's wants to know press. what's going on. Yeah. So the question is: It Marvel? Or the second season of Loki was already shot by the time you know yeah. this is what was all happening. So are they going to continue with Majors? You know, in, in this whole realm because they're, retool- Dude, they're retooling hate- all. You know, they 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 junked all those episodes of Daredevil that they shot of the series. Yeah. So Steve on uh, on a, his IMDb, um, there are two Avengers movies where he is still listed as. Kang, all right. And that's a Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. So, but I, who the hell knows at this point? Wait, he was in Daredevil? No, no, no. But it, it, so Marvel is doing a complete overhaul on their plans for the next phase. Yeah. So they shot, just to show their commitment to that, they had shot eight episodes of this Daredevil series, yeah. Daredevil Reborn. And they looked at it and they thought, no, we're, we're going wow. to do it all over again. Oh. So they're, they're so with majors in the mix trying to figure out how that will legally shake out so they're 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 tapping the brakes on barreling ahead with all these projects no i think i might go back and watch again was hawkeye I, that was really some good. Some people didn't like it. Oh, I, I loved I, it. I, I get that they were upset that there was a little bit of a shift to to her, uh, but I I really enjoyed. I enjoyed their dynamic. Their yeah, dynamic. She was great. I thought she was great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. No, it's a good. It's a good series. Mm-hmm. All right. A couple more quick things. Uh, Paris Hilton took to her Instagram stories on Monday to further respond to the comments that she's received about the size of her son Phoenix's head. We talked on this a little bit yesterday. She said, "Living life." 
life in the spotlight. Comments are inevitable, but targeting my child or anyone else's for that matter is unacceptable. Go, 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 go. Uh, this hurts my heart more deeply than words can describe. And she said, if I don't post my baby, uh, people assume that I'm not a great mother. And if I do post him, there are some people who are cruel and hateful. I'm a proud working mom and my baby is perfectly healthy, adorable, working. and angelic. So I have a personal connection here, not to Paris Hilton or this baby, uh, but my the, the story is my mother was in labor for a long time because my head was very big as a baby. Wow. And so she they were going to use the forceps on me to pull, and she said, said no, no, right? no, no, no. Right. So she stayed in labor and an inordinate amount of time giving birth to me um, because she knew there were problems potentially with that. Nick, I just thought of this. Your poor your mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh I said God. that the other day. Yeah. 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 And your, do your two brothers have uh, Well, uh, you know what? It's My mom had a C-section with me. Uh, so, uh, and I don't know if it's because my head or not, but, uh, and then she had, she had two, a D-section. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She had two subsequent uh, C-sections uh, with after. Adam and Josh. And so um, she couldn't give birth after that because you, <laughs> like the scar tissue that builds up after three. Right. So much. I, I would, I would recommend maybe to Paris Hilton. Um, and I know this is probably very unpopular, but um, you can turn off the comments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't yeah. have to look it up. If you really want to post and share. Oh my God. Yeah. He's so cute. He Shut is up. cute. I know. <laughs> I know. All right, so... And she sold ad space on his forehead. Oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> what else we have here for you? So, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Netflix released the official trailer for Leave the World Behind on Tuesday, starring Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, Kevin Bacon, Mahershala Ali, and um, Hala Harold. The apocalyptic thriller, uh, based on the novel by Ruman Alam, uh, features a couple played by Roberts and Hawke, who rent a luxurious house out by the beach, when a couple played by Ali and Harold return to the house claiming that it is theirs. Uh, with cyber attacks happening across the country, the two families uh, reckon with a looming disaster that grows more terrifying by the minute, forcing everyone to come to terms with their places in a collapsing world. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, listen, I'm on board. It looks uh, good. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I gotta check that out. I just the, want more Bird Box. The film will release uh, be released in theaters on November 22nd, and it will hit the streaming platform on December 8th. Speaking of Julia Roberts, have you seen the commercial? Is is it for um, Chanel or it's got Zendaya? Um, It's got like five or six major female stars in it. I'm like, what did they spend on this commercial? No kidding. Yeah, Uh, but like, is it a daisy chain? Yeah, they, they, and when they flip over, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. They no, have but, the guy who's throwing his splooge for everyone. <laughs> but no, I was like, I was like, man, this is a, like a huh. top roster of uh, of uh, today's actresses. Okay. And then one last story, uh, Jacob L. Uh, Alordi. Oh, like, Lordy. El, El Lordy. Uh, the actor who plays Elvis in Sofia Coppola's new biopic Lord. about uh, Priscilla Presley uh, told Hodakapi on Tuesday uh, on the Today Show that it was surreal to watch Priscilla alongside Priscilla Presley. It was crazy holding a man watching that man. He said watching the film with Priscilla in Venice at the Venice Film Festival was just entirely surreal and watching her watch her life through her eyes played back to her. He said it felt kind of invasive, so I just sort of sat there like a little stiff, he said. So, that, so he's getting he's getting around. I maybe that was it. I'm so stiff. I said what he was alluding to or not, yeah. but you never know. All right, um, we're ready for clips. 
The new horror film Five Nights at Freddy's is the adaptation of the beloved video game series. And here, director Emma Tommy uh, discusses getting the animatronics look down. Bringing them to life was as important as the casting process in the in this uh, film. They are part of the cast sure. and the characters that the fans are the most familiar with, actually, going into this film. And working with Jim Henson's Creature Shop was the biggest honor, the biggest inspiration, and they held such reverence to what the designs needed to be uh, based on something that already existed. Yeah! Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's arrives in theaters this Friday. will be available to stream on Peacock. Did you play it at all? I played a bit of it. No, but my youngest would watch videos regularly of people playing it. It's, yeah. a, it's a fun game. So I've saw, yeah. saw you know, I know yeah. I know what it's about. I just, I never, and I it, never completed it. Yeah, it looked fun. Yeah. Yeah, and scary. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of cool. All right, next clip. Here we go. Holdovers is a comedy drama film following an instructor at a New England prep school that remains on campus during Christmas break to babysit a handful of students with nowhere to go. Here, director Alexander Payne talks about finally creating a film that looks realistic to its era it's based from. I mean, to a certain degree, I've been sort of trying to make 70 movie, 70s movies my whole you know, career. But on this one, I tried to take it one step further and kind of to some degree create the illusion that it had been actually made in the 70s. I don't I don't want to I don't think I want to see it. Uh, the Holdovers is in select theaters on October 27th. It, it just had that kind of look at it. it has sort of like the paper chase. You remember that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. I didn't mean to. No, no, no problem. He uh, directed one of your favorite movies, Preston uh, Sideways, Alexander Payne. Oh, excellent. And uh, Giamatti's in this one as well. Nice. All right. Uh, and that's the entertainment report for today, dear friend. Uh, we do have a secret text where we're giving away tickets for uh, the No Name Pops. They have their debut performance called Let's Groove Tonight, Motown and the Philly Sound. And this will be on Saturday at Verizon Hall. And it's an 8 p.m. show. So text word secret to 39333. Uh, by the way, there are tickets for both shows, 3 p.m. and 5, uh, 8 p.m. And they start at just $41 available via KimmelCulturalCampus.org. But text that over now. We'll see if you can win a little bit later on. We're going to Take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. So stay with us. This Saturday night, 93.3 WMMR presents Godsmack. With special guest, Extreme. Brent Porsche will be your co-host for this Halloween weekend concert event at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Listen to Brent's show all this week to win your way in with a grand prize winner getting a frighteningly good upgrade, pit tickets, and VIP passes. Wear your Halloween best, and you can scare your way into the pit and the VIP lounge. Some tickets were made at Ticketmaster. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your Halloween. Let's address it now. Rip the Band-Aid off. Philly's lost last night. Obviously, we covered that in the news, and it sucks. And, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, everybody's sorry. It's, uh, it's a drag. <laughs> I, you know, I said it earlier, and I, I saw a few snarky texts that came across, and whatever. That's the way it is. That's the way it's going to be. But I'm... Listen, I you know, I'm thankful those guys gave us uh, the amount of entertainment we got out of the postseason. And it sucks because the first two games were so amazing, especially game number two. And it was like, yes, no question, without question. And that was it. And there was the expectation of that. Yeah. And even still, as that was moving along, Preston, everyone was saying, now, you know, things can change. Things can change. Yeah. But I think most of us thought in the back of our minds... 
Oh, this yeah. This is it. Even, the, even, this even is it. More than cautiously optimistic. Right, right, you know what right. I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I 100% thought that they were going to move on. I said on air a few times that I thought they were going to move on, and uh, I got a few texts from people blaming me for the loss. <laughs> oh, I know, I, I know. So, so, you yeah. did it. It's yeah. Yeah, clearly my fault, and I, I you know, the, all the superstition. Because you were the only yeah. one um, the who was saying that type of crap. Your your gratitude and your acceptance, uh, I, I appreciate. I, I said this earlier on the show. I'm, I'm definitely not there yet. I'm still in denial and anger and shock and whatever. Um, the way you feel now, I, I felt that way last year. When they lost to the Astros in the World Series last year, I was so grateful for what they gave us in the postseason run. And that loss sucked um, because we were up in the World Series. And, and like the, you know, I thought that they had a chance to win the World Series. This year, I'm so mad and upset because I, I had higher expectations. Mm. So last year, in, you kept go- saying, Nick... And uh, you were the one. It was house money. House money. It was house money and, all and, season. And so last year. it was just, oh my God, it's an. And it's kind of like. It's crazy. The Diamondbacks are that this year. You know, the Diamondbacks right, were the right. sixth seed getting into the, the, the postseason. They were the wild card. They made it, to, you know, at the very end of the regular season. And now they're going to the World Series, kind of like the Phillies did last year. I just thought, especially when they were up 2 0, and then when they came back from Arizona up 3 2, they're not going to lose two in a row at home. Their bats aren't going to be silent two nights in a row. There's no way that Bryce Harper and Trey Turner are going to go 0 for 16. There's no way Nick Castellanos <laughs> Is going to have one hit the entire series, and it was just one bad thing after another. And you know, last night was was just painful. It was really hard, and I'm still in that man. This sucks, face. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, without question. And uh, that's see, the problem with sports is that you pressing. It's not guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. That's that's the thing is as guaranteed <clears throat> because you know what it's like going into uh, these games uh, where, and especially if you're going or you're prepping and getting ready to watch, it's yeah. like you have nothing but victory on your mind. You have nothing but I am excited to watch this because yes, they're going to win. We're, We're going to win. win. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, totally. And. You, you you may forget that you might not win. Uh, it, it it happens. No. You know? Nights like that, like last night and and the day after, it makes I think about my dad a lot. You know, my dad's getting up there and like how many postseasons? And he's, he's the reason I love baseball is because of Tom McElwain. Like how many more seasons is my dad going to get to watch and see? Maybe this is the year that they you know they make it to the World Series again and win again. For some reason, I'm a little more hardwired into rather than man they effed that up last night. They they just you know to wow. They got beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so that team was better than we thought. That's just me. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, and, and I don't know if that's a good Man, thing. And I or, lost a lot of money. That's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I, I don't I should really. should not bet. I don't really know. Uh, but there is a a phenomenon that is legit, and it is called uh, sports fan depression. Yes. Steve yeah. found oh, this okay. article on this, and I can enlighten you and maybe help you. Maybe, because that's what we're, we're about helping today, mm-hmm. because a lot of people are dealing with this. And, and some people can be dismissive of it, but this article points out, no, this is a real thing, and it can impact you. By the way, Nick posted on his Instagram account the seven stages of grief. Right. Uh, which uh, are as follows. I'll give you those before we go into what sports fan depression is and maybe how you can uh, ride it out. Uh, But these seven stages of grief are shock, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, testing, and then finally acceptance. Nick is at shock right now. (laughs) Yeah. Nick is at number one. Yeah. Top top three or four for a long time for me. What's bargaining? Uh, It says here... Excuse me. Looking for a way out. So, so uh, shock is the initial shock, fearing the bad news. Right. Denial, trying to avoid the inevitable. A river in Egypt. Anger, outpouring uh, the bottled up emotion. Right. And then it says bargaining, looking for a way out. Uh, like uh, maybe you well, know, you know, spring training is not that far away. Right. 
Right. You know, right. it'll be better next year. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll get we'll get them next year. Got Maybe it. that was a, a dream. Maybe it was a bad dream. Dude, Steve, <laughs> speaking of dreams, uh, <laughs> yesterday afternoon I took a nap. Nothing oh. but Philly's dreams. Last yeah. night, I, I you know I have dreams, and then I wake up. <laughs> they really did lose, <laughs> man. man. Uh, then depression is finally realizing the inevitable, uh, and then testing, seeking a realistic solution, <laughs> and then your acceptance is finding a way to keep going. Is, is testing, Casey, what you did uh, earlier this year where you were just like, you know what, I'm just going to swear off sports for a while? Like, that's a re- for you, anyway, that was a bit of a realistic solution where you're like, you know what, I'm just not going to pay attention for a bit, and maybe that'll make me feel a little bit better. Uh, maybe. I don't even know. Okay. I, I don't even know. Um yeah, I, I don't even know what part of the uh, uh, the, 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 the grief stages spectrum you're on right now. Yeah, well, um, I believe it or not, I had a feeling going into uh, Game Six that we were going to lose the series. Mm. I, I just felt like everybody was way too overconfident. So the last two games, I, I actually I feel like I was pretty metered in my um, you were prepared my responses and yeah. and, uh, and I was watching the game last night and I mean even you know third fourth inning I was like yeah this is I don't know this. by the way also uh, when dealing with grief like just because you 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 get over shocked doesn't mean you can't get shocked again like you, you go back and forth double up and down. Well, you go through these uh, these series, Steve, and it's not like you know it's a linear thing where yeah, you get yeah. right from shock, and then eventually you're going to make a, make it to acceptance, and everything will be fine. Like you can go in between denial and anger, and. By the way, it, this is sports grief, right? This isn't like <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, know, yeah, the yeah. death of a loved one grief, but right. it, it, they, a plane crash. They are all applicable. Nick right. is the going back to the shock like uh, PTSD of I sorts. Think so. Like you've already accepted, and all of a sudden one day you're like, we lost. We lost. You yeah. know what? I think the thing that. Um, that gets me the most is how difficult it is to even get to where they were last night. So, yes, yes. Yeah, and you talk about a 162-game yeah. season and the fact that three of the last four teams that were left in the playoffs all had the same record yeah. after 162 regular season games. Like, to me, that's crazy. But, you know, and this is how I felt after the Sixers season last year. And guess what's happening right now? James Harden is blowing up the entire city. And, and, I, and I knew that that was coming. I, I had a feeling that He's this— Blowing up what? The city, the the team, okay. the, you know, whatever. And, and for, for whatever reason, you know, whether he's uh, justified or not, I don't really care. It's not for me to say. But when that was happening with the Sixers last year, that's why I was sad. Because I was like, okay, after a long 82-game regular season and then you have to get to the playoffs and you have to make it through the playoffs. That's how I felt last year after the Phillies lost, the Eagles lost, the Sixers <laughs> lost, the Union lost. Just to get to the postseason I know. is a grind. And for us to make it, for the Phillies to make it the postseason again it's a year away it's 11 months you know by the way i know you guys like the song but can we retire dancing on my own now because oh, I think because that's bad luck i, I never now liked it. bad we, luck right well, who I, I, are you asking the, everyone like in the room or the city because it wasn't our call it was the philadelphia no Phillies i know it's call. their yeah. call i'm yeah, saying yeah. i'm saying I think I'll it, call this. I'll call uh, Stubbs or whoever from the Phillies and say, "Can we retire?" I this? say this. It's yeah. a, it's attached to um, stigma now. I yeah. think you, you. I think you move on. I you, guess. But how also, about Gloria? I attach it to uh, <laughs> to, to joy as well. Like, yeah, to, to me, like the moments of, of everybody yeah. singing along. I, I, I understand. They no, didn't that's win the, nice. Yeah. They didn't win the World Series. Yeah, it's really nice. I like the the joy that I felt with a lot of people singing along at the same time, and like people singing singing along uh, in Xfinity Live. Like to me, that's actually. 
a reflection of something that's that's happy and, and brings joy to me. Wouldn't us commissar work just as well? No. Dear commissar? Yeah. Mm, not Guys, as much. Not commissars and down. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> Sports fan depression is not an officially recognized mental health disorder, but rather a descriptive term used to illustrate the strong emotional connections that ardent sports fans have with their teams. This expression underscores the emotional roller coaster that dedicated sports enthusiasts experience with game outcomes or season performance often affecting their mood and overall state of mind. So I think nothing like no, there's nothing like sports in as much as the way that it weaves itself into the fabric of the population of a of a city and i think uh, that alone makes this unique let's first talk about how being a sports fan can affect your mental health both <laughs> positively and negatively so i'm going to guess when they're winning you're thrilled <laughs> right, so and when you're losing you're torn up i'll give you these bullet points and then right. then we'll get to the meat of this so uh some of the positive attributes okay. of uh, sports in your life a sense of belonging. Yeah. A rush of positive emotions. Okay. Right. Stress relief. Entertainment. Is it stress relief? I find uh, a little hard to believe. Uh, well, it says watching sports can be a stress reliever for some, offering uh, a temporary escape from life's challenges and worries. There Maybe we go. If you're having something heavy going on in your you're world, distracted. you can go watch a game yeah. and get away from it. Well, you look forward to the game. Like, you look forward to yeah. watching the game. Even if it's a stressful game, you know, like it can release I hear stress you. throughout yeah, the game. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, Tonight yeah. we're watching the game. Yeah. Can like you go guys- to the casino with your, with your paycheck? Uh-huh. Yes! Yeah. Whoa! And then leave This it. won't be long. <laughs> and then robbing the yeah. guy in the Woo! parking lot. Are any of you guys capable of watching a sporting event and not rooting for one particular team or person? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, playoff, ho- uh, yeah. playoff hockey for me, for example. Like, I love watching playoff hockey and... Unfortunately, the Flyers haven't been great the last couple of seasons, so I, I like watching. And Casey, I just enjoy the sport of it. So, but you you will not at, at some point during a game start pulling for whoever. Uh, is. Not usually, especially That's if it's like two Western Conference teams, like uh, where I don't really have a horse in the race. I just enjoy watching. Uh, can the, you watch a horse race without rooting for? A yes, horse? Yeah. you know, actually, that's probably the best example. Like I don't care, <laughs> don't care who. Come wins. on, yeah. unless you got money on it. Okay, yeah. there is, yeah. there's money involved. Yes, but it's more fun to root for someone. I mean, obviously when. It's your home team, but even when it's not, like uh, Nick, if I was watching that, like I would, even if it was like the color of the jersey, I'm like, oh, I like that. That's why I think, like, and and I and I mean this with all due respect, but I think you're full of crap, Nick, because I feel like it's with all due respect. <laughs> I feel like it's okay. almost impossible, especially if you are into the sport, to not at some point go. Whether it's a player or the the particular jersey, maybe, maybe I can answer it better this way. Maybe I end up uh, rooting for both teams for different reasons. Mm. You know, so if the Kraken are playing uh, the Kings, for example, I'm like, you know, I like John Stevens, but the Kraken have Dave Haxtall, and I'm gonna, you know, that guy seemed like he was a nice dude or whatever. So I, I'm just less invested in it, and so my rooting interests, I'm comparing rooting interests to the teams that I I'm a diehard. For, is it so. possible? Is it possible for you to vacillate while the game is playing? Yeah, yeah. When, okay. when I don't care about either team, yes. All right. So maybe I'm rooting a little bit, um, but I don't, I just don't care as much as I would care like I do right now today for the Phillies loss last night. Like, like that's a team that I'm really rooting for. And when they <laughs> stab me in the heart, 
uh, and rip it out and really piss on it. It hurts so much. If I, all right, so I go to the, the Y, and at the Y in the lobby, they have a ping pong table. And a lot of times when I'm walking into the lobby, there are people playing ping pong. I don't know these people at all. Yeah. But I, I'm telling you, if I walked in there and I ended up standing there and watching the ping pong game, you get invested. I would eventually start rooting for one of those people. And I, 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 just, not, I would. I, yeah. it, no. no, no. I know it's hard for you to understand that people, other people, can do can not do that. Yeah, because that's the way you are. But I. Just, I can sit and watch a game if I don't have a tie to that particular team, and I don't care. Who would you wins. pull like I at the ping pong table? Care. Would you put your arm around somebody and pull them aside and go, "What the hell's wrong? What the hell? Get what are you doing the out there? Get your head in the game!" Yeah. All right. So here are some of the. De- I don't care that you're seven. <laughs> the detrimental effects of being a sports fan. Right. So we gave you, I gave you the positive sense of right. community and and uh, you know a moment of uh, number positive one emotions, sense of community, <laughs> stress relief, and entertainment. Uh, so no, the the detrimental side is it's an emotional roller coaster. That, to me, is, uh, if it was a little bit more guaranteed, it'd be easier for me to process. <laughs> like the Your ni- team yeah, is going, going to, win. to win. 1919 Black Sox, for example. Like You knew yeah, that those guys, they, they took it. the money. Yeah. Yes. Uh, frustration and anger. Uh-huh. Sports can elicit strong negative emotions, including frustration, anger, and disappointment, which can negatively affect mental health. Addiction. Now, that's, you see that. Over-involvement in sports can lead to addiction-like behaviors with fans obsessively following games, which may disrupt daily life and relationships. It's the same thing with heroin fans. Uh, They get addicted. Low self-esteem. Um... I don't understand that one. Personalizing team performance may lead you, to a sense of self-worth being tied to a team's success that's or it. failure. So right. if the team is not doing well and you're, you're really invested, you feel you're not doing well. And then uh, the last one is time consumption. Yes. Excessive sports fandom can consume a Look, significant amount of time. I'd be lying if I didn't say that uh, at least I'm going to get a little more sleep over the next few nights. Because, like, I, yeah. you know, the, and I love the Phillies so much. But these 8 p.m. start times and ending at 1130 and then not being able to sleep afterwards, like, it's it's exhausting. It's a great kind of exhausting. These are good problems to have. I'm not complaining that the Phillies made it to the LCS. But, man, does it take it out of me. So there's positives and negatives, obviously. Right, right. And, and you just have to meter those two and, and not get uh, too much on either side. All right, so. How do I stop being sad when my team loses? Alcohol. Do tell us. (laughs) Heroin. Uh, You know what? Probably not recommend. Not the healing properties of heroin. No. Uh, So this is according to this article that Steve sent to me. How do I stop being sad when my team loses? All right, there are a few steps. Number one, take a step back. Yeah. All right. I'm still upset. Yeah. Uh, the It says the networks do a great job before a game, especially a championship game, to make it sound like the most important thing that has ever happened in the history of mankind is about to go down. <laughs> of course, they never say, and remember, it's just a game. Uh, this, in combination with the fact that you're a huge fan of your team, makes the situation very emotionally charged event. Here's the thing. When something is emotionally charged, it looks and feels a lot bigger than it actually is. Sure, your team lost. And that's... That sucks. But 99.9% of your life is unaffected and unchanged. Taking a step back will give you a broader perspective to put this loss in its rightful place, one that doesn't ruin the rest of your week. <laughs> and while that and and that is really a simple, legitimate thing that people forget. It, again, the it's just a game is really it's just a game. Well, and the other thing, the other thing I like to think of when when this series is done, yeah. when the World Series is done. 
Are you really going to care who won or lost? This year? Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, I won't have a rooting interest between either team. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Which um, means the overwhelming majority of the United States won't either, probably. I don't yeah. think, I don't think but many people a couple of watch. cities, it is the most <laughs> important thing yeah. that there is. And it is the most important thing that's ever happened. All right. Another thing you need to do after your team loses to keep from being sad. Stay social. Huh. Oh my god! No, Stay let's social. get together. Hey, we're having a we lost party <laughs> tonight. <laughs> let's get oh, together and do heroin. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's literally like somebody died. Like, I okay, know. stay. You're going to get through this. Stay social. Stay social. I think of De Niro Come in on. Silver Linings Playbook. You know, and and that that character. And the, yeah, that's somebody who just who you know again. It's crushing, you know. I, I I love I love that commitment to it to you know to something like that. But when you invest that much in it, to think that you're gonna hey yeah. let's let's go out for coffee. It says people who feel down or depressed have a tendency to isolate themselves. Also, if the sports season is over, you might be lacking that pre scheduled time every week or few days to get together with friends to hang out and watch this game. So there's a point that makes sense mm. because if you've built your social um, your, your your outings and everything around sports, right. and now that's removed, try to fill in those gaps by doing other things, uh, like swinging. Social withdrawal only makes one's mood worse, uh, so make an effort to keep your social life going strong, even if you don't think you're feeling up for it. Uh, number three, suggestion on what to do. Uh, keep n- number three. Being sad. Ah. Your team loses. Fill the void. If you're a diehard fan and the season is finished, you're going to notice a postseason void. Switch to hockey. And it's important (laughs) that you fill this mental emotional space with something else. Find something else you'll enjoy, a project, hobby, group, or even to get involved in. Stalk a celebrity. are a few options to consider. All right. Plan a ski trip. (laughs) Okay. Have friends over for a weekly dinner tradition. Kathy, you cook Mm -hmm. a lot. No, but I'll go on the ski trip. (laughs) Pick up writing again. Or, my favorite, join a dart league or a dance team. Oh, so this was written in England. I don't know. Aren't those dangerous, though, if you're dancing and throwing darts at the same time? It says start watching another sport, too. Yeah, know. well, there you go. So uh, I think you go down that yeah. same path. Yeah. I think, uh, so I think you're, also you let it, you got to let it breathe for a little bit, too. Like, all of these. Uh, you just don't jump right over. No, and, and don't get over depression right away. Like, it's okay, especially 12 hours later or whatever, to <laughs> wallow in the depression a little bit and, you know, acknowledge that this sucks. Nick, how does that make you feel? Uh, angry! Yeah, I'm upset and shocked and annoyed. And, well, uh, like, all of the top of the uh, depression chart thing or whatever. Acceptance do do yourself a favor. Yeah. Make you feel better. Look look at the stats concerning hits last night. Oh, and uh, No. No. Like Trey and okay. Harper and hey, Pessianos. Here's another one. Here's Come another, on! Here's another thing that you can do. To keep from being sad, and that's to talk about it, which oh. is what we're doing now. There we go. We're helping. We're healing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's so important. Talking about your sports fan blues with a friend will help you process the <laughs> disappointment that you're feeling. I just want you to drive over me. Commiserate with other people. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to drive over me as well? <laughs> Let's talk about how much, how much does your car weigh? Yeah. <laughs> it could kill me, right? <laughs> If it doesn't, it will just injure you severely. That's okay. Okay. Commiserate. I don't mind being a vegetable. Commiserate with other fans who are having uh, some of the same feelings. You know, get in a support group. Yeah. Uh, it can help uh, just... It, Imagine it, that you show up, Preston, in an AA meeting where people are dealing with real, you know... Yeah. What, what I, happened? I'm, I'm, I'm Nick and the Phil's lost. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about your alcohol issues? Oh, no, I'm fine. I'm drinking a lot more than ever. <laughs> High five. <laughs> uh, it can help 
just to know that people care, and they do. And I'm here to drink the booze, you're not. <laughs> and to be reminded that you're not alone. Uh, pretty soon, you'll be talking less about the loss and more about what your team's going to do next year. They're going to crush it, of course. Well, that's one thing that I think is that, that reflexive. We'll get him next year. Yeah. Nobody yeah. really wants to hear that that's right annoying. now. They don't want to hear that we'll get him next year. No, because... Not yet. That isn't... But again, I also think it's... To put it in the context that you put it in earlier, Preston, which is the... Um, again... We we got look at we, we got to enjoy a part of the season we have not been enjoying for yeah. the longest time. It was exciting, you know. And and uh, yeah, I think the thing that makes this one extra painful though is the fact that, as you said, Nick, it was found it was house money last year, mm-hmm. it wasn't going to happen. And I guess as you pointed out, it was the uh, the D backs are are kind of that this year. No, I think the thing that makes it hurt the most is because they came out dominantly, yeah, yeah, dominantly, and just destroyed it. And in game two said, this is over. Right? Yeah. It's over now. Everyone was you know saying I mean? so. But yet there was still an element of caution. Yeah, yeah there was. There was. Like but, people were trying to be cautious to not let that that juju but screwed up. Underneath, it was like that from the League of Their Own. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's uh, Tom Hanks, oh, we're going to win. Yeah. And of course, they lose. They, yeah. They had a 5-2 lead in game four, you know, and, and all of the all of the things that didn't go our, our way the last um, few games. Uh, Preston and Steve, I want to ask you guys this both specifically because you didn't grow up here. Yes. Uh, but you lived here for a long time. Do you think that Philadelphia is worse when it comes to this than the cities you grew up in? Uh I'll, I'll give you a straightforward answer. Yes. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and, and it's just it's just here. the nature, you know. I mean, uh, um, uh, how bad was Boston before they, you know, one did, did they, uh, you know? I think there was an, uh, this weird acceptance of it. You know, it was just like, yeah. well, we're the we're the Red Sox, and we're just going to lose every year because we're the Red Sox. I'm going to tell you this: growing up in New York, um, because of the glut of teams, yeah. It mitigated it. it, so there was there you was. Leave being a Mets fan, I have yeah. I have never experienced sports fandom, and I, I use the word pure. Here, it's much more pure than I felt it was in New York because there was there was always divided loyalties. Right. Even amongst the same fans. I, I can only speak from my perspective. I can't speak from, from other cities. But, yeah, I, I came from a town that had multiple championships already. The Cardinals were, you know, a long-time mainstay. It's a baseball town anyway. And um, it, it would never – nobody – it didn't get bad where the town got uh, the the team got beat up and stuff like that. What about with the Blues? Oh, that was just a joke. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, just because they made they made the playoffs every year that they were in in like the first twenty years they were in the league yeah. they made the playoffs and never went to the Stanley Cup championship. Okay. So I was just like, here we go again. Yeah. But we loved them. I think there was we this, loved them. There was this weird change over the last couple of years because the Eagles won the Super Bowl uh, a few years ago and then made it last year. And then you know there was this. <laughs> There was this positivity that crept in, positivity that crept in, and uh, exemplified, in my humble opinion, by the standing ovation for Trey, Oter- Trey Turner this year. Everybody's like, "All right, we're going to support this guy. We're going to be positive, and uh, and we're going to look at sports differently." And then this happens, and I just feel like it, uh, so we're going to slip back down this slope and be like, "God, this is darling, I hate it. I don't know. Now I have." Um I think it was a step in the right direction. I, I've, I I've, so. I have high hopes for that. I, I think that the positivity can Do continue. You know, though what you are dealing with, or you're dealing with people who were who think that, oh, it, 
this is rather common. You know, people who are born maybe younger uh, who are going, oh, okay, who don't realize that there were massive droughts yeah. in this uh, in this city where, you know, it was, it was just, okay, well, that's just part of the deal. We accept our, our loss, you know. The last uh, piece of advice from this particular article about uh, sports fan depression uh, and <clears throat> trying not to be so sad after your loss is to wait it out. I think that's the most. Yeah. That makes the most sense. And you, then just asterisks, got, you just, you just got to ride it out. Listen to the music of Pearl Jam, Nick. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, it says sports fan depression is probably better described as sports fan blues. Uh, while the symptoms can match those of depression, and while they can be surprisingly painful and disruptive, they generally have a short half-life. In most cases, you'll feel better in a few days. To be diagnosed with something like major depressive disorder, the symptoms would need to be more long-standing or more specifically last at least two weeks. That said, it is been a few days and you're not feeling better or if your symptoms are so severe that they're affecting your sleep, work, or relationships, <clears throat> you might want to consider meeting with a healthcare professional like a counselor. May I suggest that something like this you is, is an opportunity. So if you've been looking for that time to admit to the people at work that you're a flat earther, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> also, I'm an Elvis impersonator, really. That would be a healthy distraction. Yeah. Going back to one of the things. Okay, yeah. 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 Casey, you seem really deflated. I'm looking uh, at your posture. Yeah. I'm looking at your. You're not even getting close to the microphone. I'm you're just like way back here. Uh, I know what this is about. What is you're looking about? for the right dad joke? Uh, <laughs> no. No. Do you not want to talk about it? I don't want to talk about yeah. it. Okay. That's right. how I get it. sometimes. And you guys, like, there's a. You know, there's five people in this room, and not all of us have to talk. So yeah. I'm just, I'm just listening right could now. You sing? Yeah. Uh, no. He could sing. I could. Yeah. Oh, before we. And this segment, I have one legitimate question for you, Casey. Do you feel... How much can you bend? <laughs> right now, how much can you bend? Um, do you feel as... Because you, you're the biggest uh, diehard Eagles fan that I know, personally. Uh, do you feel like your your mood as a Philadelphia sports fan has shifted post-Super Bowl win as opposed to pre-Super Bowl win? Mm. Mm, no. Really? So, so yeah. the same... So your, your, your likelihood of being... No, because here, here, Your here, optimism, optimism. Yeah. Uh, so we won the Super Bowl, and after the 2017, oh, that's season, awesome. Okay, the <laughs> the very <laughs> next season, uh, for all intents and purposes, we should have made it at least to the NFC Championship game. Uh, and I can tell you the the play that where it all went wrong right. was then when we should have just waited to to get to the two minute warning, but they ended up rushing the play. They didn't have to. You don't rush the play because you don't want to give Drew Brees and the and the New Orleans Saints any time to come back, right? So you let the clock run out to two minute warning, and then you milk the clock for all. No, they they went up and they rushed it, okay. and uh, Alshon Jeffrey let a ball tip That's off right. of his hands, and then there was an interception. And that ended the season. Right. All right. We and so that was the answer to the season after the Super Bowl. And at that very moment, we were no longer Super Bowl champions anymore. Uh. And it hurt and it stung and it was really, really bad. And then last year with the uh, with the Sixers and their inability <laughs> inability to, to to get it done. Right. When they were just like the Phillies this year, like and I started losing my my marbles, and you, there, you, there's footage on my Instagram of me standing outside on my deck because, like, you know, I was losing, I, and I didn't like that. I was like, right. this is, and so, like, I don't want to be like that person anymore. Did, it, did any of this 
I mean, it seems fairly obvious, but do, do you have to mentally... I mean, because you are profoundly affected by it, whether you say, you know, and yeah. some of it is for impact. Well, and there's I, a lot that I don't... It's performative, but it really does get to you. There's there's a lot that I don't want to be as a fan, okay? Right. Um, so, when uh, we beat the living daylights out of the 49ers in the NFC Championship game last year, right? Yeah. And then all of the 49ers and their stupid fans came out and well, somebody didn't get hurt. We would have won. <laughs> no, shut up. You, They did get hurt and you lost. Yeah. You got spanked, right? So then we turn around and we, we lose in the Super Bowl. Bradbury gets called for a questionable holding call that really ended to the end of the game. And I was like, I cannot be like those 49ers fans. Right. I am not not going to be like the the 49ers players and complain about that call. I'm I'm just not going to do it because it's uh, it's, you get what you it, get. You sound soft when you do that, right? Yeah. And so yeah. then last night, and I'm I'm on my Twitter feed and I'm looking at all these people complaining about Trey Turner's contract yeah. and Bryce Harper's contract and Castellano's contract, and I'm like, listen. Maybe they didn't earn their money during during the, the the series there, but like I'm not I'm not I know that all those guys were trying to hit the ball. I know yeah. that they were attempting to hit off the and they just didn't. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I'm just trying not to be that I don't, guy. I don't wanna, you don't want to be you. that guy. Mm. Yeah. You don't want to get too worked up about it. I don't blame you. It's not. It, ultimately, it's not worth it. It's just can it remind you of something? Worth it. Yeah, you got the seasoning for those French fries. You really like it. <laughs> yeah, and thank you to the listener. I think Mike, who lives in Ann Arbor, uh, Michigan, who's Hopcat, Hopcat yeah. seasoning oh. for the sent you the French fry yeah. seasoning. Yeah. They're called the Cosmic Fries. That's a positive. That's, that's a positive. Free, positive. Yeah. You free base that stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna try. <laughs> can you OD? Is it possible to make it lethal? I want to go to this call. They better. I thought I didn't know if they'd hang on this long, but they're on hold for almost a half hour. Oh, all right. Steve worked in the Diamondbacks front office for. Eight years, and he's been holding for a long time to make a comment. So let me go to him. Hey, Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. what's up, Steve? Steve, yeah. you're on the air, buddy. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, sorry, man. Mixed emotions this morning. I tell you what, not, none of them are glappy. <laughs> no glappiness. All right, we got like three minutes, and we're going on Fox. Good day. So go ahead and make your point if you don't mind, buddy. Yeah, I mean, it's just. I feel so sad and depressed that the Phillies lost. I felt like this is our year after going to the series last year, but you know, I'm trying to feel happy for all my friends in the Diamondbacks front office that are still there, but I just I don't know, I can't do it. What did you what did you do there? What was your job? A little bit of sales and marketing. Okay. So good people. I mean, you know, you had a good experience. I mean, you're, you're happy to see them succeed, oh, yeah. but you're also so you're you're it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Happy to see see them succeed. I mean, I was there in 2017 when the Diamondbacks made the postseason. We did the whole champagne spraying thing, and it was one of the best memories of my life, but the Phillies' success is more important, and I just feel so... Okay. Let me ask you, what if you get some of this incredible <laughs> Michigan seasoning in the mail? <laughs> that would be great. Okay. Right. Yeah. And by the way, there's listener Michael Fangman who sent me the... Michael uh, Fangman. Thank you, Michael Fangman. Steve, thank you for sharing. It's sorry we made you hold so long, buddy. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. All right, take care. We'll see you. My right. question is, uh, at, at what point, uh, Nick, do the Phillies, the, the the people that are responsible for getting the, the locker room all ready for a post-game <laughs> celebration, like, is all, is it already preset, or do they do there that? Is- 
at the last minute. There was footage of them wheeling the beer and the champagne oh. towards, towards the dugout last night, Casey. God and, damn it. And they stopped and turned it around. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ran away. And Nick. They, and moved it away. And how, they, many, how many greased poles are sitting oh, in yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The, what, yes. the entire budget for uh, greased poles was wasted. All that wasted grease. Well, wait a second. Can, should we at least climb? Can we send some one of our interns down to climb, climb a pole? Try to, we really, yeah, we should. Yeah. Wow, that's a good idea. That's <laughs> I mean, at least to idea. get one climb on a pole. And yeah. so, like, are all those booze provided by the Major League Baseball, or is it provided by the organization? Like, Nick, did they <laughs> wheel it from the Phillies clubhouse? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just bring it over here to the Diamondbacks. Here you go. No, the Phillies still need it. They just didn't shake the bottles of champagne and pop it open. They just I, it's, 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 it's like a roundhouse in a tray. They, 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 they just turn the thing around, and it goes down that track. <laughs> right. Yeah. I heard... Uh, you know, reports from the locker room last night that it was just um, quiet, you know, and, and everybody, yeah. they, they, Alec Bohm was crying at his dugout. I mean, these guys are professional. In case you're the sound like, oh, of, that, of a somber flute. They, you know, they make a lot of money, obviously, but they they want to win. Bryce Harper wants to win more than any athlete I can remember in this town. Yeah. Like, he takes it really, really seriously. He is incredibly disappointed, too. So, yes, he can go cry on his $330 million <sighs> pillow tonight, but that doesn't... He's I don't really commit. No, I agree with I you 100%. The money at all. It's, it's the issue that happens when you, you know, and we raise people to these levels, and, and you got to learn life. That you, uh, you can't raise people up like that, except oh. of course for us. And yes. by the way, yeah. you don't you don't mind that they're making that money when they win. And That's yeah. right. if they made yeah. it, and if they're making it when they lose, it's all of a sudden it's an it's a yeah. it's an issue. A sore point uh, that's thrown up. No, you can't do that. If the Mets spent that money on Bryce Harper, you know, like right. he, that's what the market demands, and that's what he deserves. So the guys, he, but by the way, he's established well his his yeah. commitment to winning. Oh. I mean, he's he's he's, he's the won city. the hearts of the city, and. Again, however it worked out, um, it's a it's a time for narcotics. <laughs> um, okay, for some, yeah, yeah maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Michigan seasoning. Uh, you know what? We yeah. could just do that. What? It's a uh, Hopcat is the name of Hopcat. Hop yeah. Hop this is great. The seasoning, but I French fry seasoning. I uh, I need somebody else to make the French fries because I'll ruin everything. Well, just Kathy, by the way, no, I make the French fries. Frozen fries, you know, and, and bake them, and then I am not making French fries. <laughs> You're not going to make French fries for, for Casey. Don't ask me to make any. I will. I'll enjoy them with you, but I'm not making them. There's plenty of places that I'll make. Do you want me to call Guppies? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, Guppies, like, we need fries, Dad. If you don't have a deep fryer, what is the best way to make fries? Make I mean, is it, is it in an air fryer or is it baking them? You can do it in an air fryer. You can yeah. make them. I, I make fries from time to time where I literally just take the potato, peel it, cut it up into the fry pieces, and then throw it in the oven about 400, 425 degrees. Can you use a cigarette lighter? And, uh, you can't use a cigarette lighter. Uh, but they work in the in the. Uh, they're not as good as when you soak them in water yeah, yeah. for about an hour you, first. Is that called blanching? No, blanching is when you boil them in water for one minute. But um, that's B. Arthur. This is just soaking them. This is the B. Arthur. Okay. It's Madge. It's Madge. You're soaking them. <laughs> yes. um, all right, we got a little less than a minute before we're going on uh, Fox Good Day here in just a moment to uh, chat with um, real quick, Preston. Alex and Mike. Yep. Well, before we go to those guys. Um, uh, I hope Reese Hoskins come back last year. I don't, and next year I don't think that he will. Um, uh, but I just publicly want to say I love that guy. I yeah. love when he's been on our show. Um, and uh, if if this season was his last in Philadelphia at all, I'm gonna miss him. Yeah, most definitely. And it was great uh, having Brandon Marsh on yeah. uh, this season. And uh, spring he, training was awesome. Yep. And we'll uh, hopefully we'll do it again. Uh, Marissa is writing me a note. Oh, uh, Karen's in. Oh, okay. For, for Mike. Oh, no, Karen is doing Mike's, Mike's makeup. makeup. 
Interesting. Huh. Okay. okay. Huh. Uh, how much time do we have left here? About 10 oh, seconds. All right, I'll turn this little fader up, and we should hear some music here in about 10 <laughs> seconds, and that means we'll go on Fox Good Day, and we'll have a little chat. There it is. Let's do this. Hey, Preston, Steve. Uh, Karen Hepp is uh, sitting with us here this morning. She's standing next to me. They're fixing my makeup because I. it looks like I popped a... A corpuscle or something in my face. Fa- just under my oh, maybe that's what happens to alcohol. <laughs> well, I think maybe I was screaming at my TV. Or oh yeah, yep. yeah. We 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 know where you're coming from. We understand. Oh yeah, yeah. It's me. Well, we've been talking about this morning, of course. So yeah, thank you, thank you, Karen. Oh yeah, little touch oh, up. Yeah. Mm. Well, now I mean, I guess the Phillies have time now. They can. What are they going to Cancun? <laughs> we could all go on vacation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when you travel though, because some people, they like to take on a new persona. You're in a new place, nobody knows you. So apparently lying about your life is one of the biggest uh, new travel trends according to a new survey by Booking.com and about half of American travelers create alter egos during trips. And maybe many lie about you know their name or what they do. So, Have you guys ever done that? So, so, do that? Sort of like role playing when you travel? I guess so. Or maybe you meet somebody. What do you do? Oh, I'm, a- I'm an architect. Okay. Yeah. Oh. When you travel, Preston? I have never done that. Because um, everyone wants to be you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right? Uh, no, I've never. No. I've never lied about that. That That's just you're, you're heading down a dark path. Well, think, it could be kind of fun, though, because I, I travel as Dakota Fanning. And, <laughs> um, you look just like her, though. And people ask me about my movies, and it's kind of fun. <laughs> I like that. Or D.B. Yeah. Cooper Jr. Oh, yeah. The criminal. Yeah, yeah the criminal. <laughs> I mean, not as an adult, yeah, but he as... He jumped out of an airplane. Yeah, yeah he jumped he, yeah. And, and that's the big legend. But I think I can see people doing that. Where, you know, on a flight where you're traveling to a place where you're not known, and you can kind of have a little bit of fun. Do you, do you, have you guys ever done this? I mean, no, you're major celebrities. Like they do it on bachelorette no. trips or something. Like everybody's yeah. a different name, and you put on the different. Some people put on wigs and things. They what? go off, and you, you know who you meet. Is what who you meet the hell are you doing? Now? Kathy, when you, uh, back. you were about to say when you were younger, you did this type of thing. Yeah, as a kid, yeah. sure. My my cousin and I, we would go away on vacation, you know, with our family, and if we met other groups of kids, yes. I my name was Mary. I was from Texas, and I lived on a horse farm. Oh what? my god, okay. that was my story. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah. You were Mary, you uh, and you from Texas, and you lived on a horse farm. Yes. And did I, you do the accent? I sure did. Oh my Casey. god. Yep. We had it all down. Let's and like, hear it. No, do no, it. No, do no, it. No, do no, it. Please no. let me be embarrassed. For you. Excuse me. Excuse me, Miss. Would you like no, some salted no, nuts? No. <laughs> I think I like that whole bunch. Yeah. 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 Where are you from, little lady? I'm from Texas. <laughs> no. Oh my God. <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry, we couldn't hear you over the Texas music that was playing. <laughs> the stars at night. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know this about Kathy? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, we knew that at one point she wa- we knew that she was a Dolly Parton impersonator. But, <laughs> but who's Kathy? We're, we're, we're talking about Mary. Mary. She lives a, she lives on South Fork. There was another story we had too. My cousin was uh, my Spanish exchange student, and she couldn't speak English, so I would have to speak <gasps> for her. And so she would speak to me in uh, Spanish, or what we you know pretended to be Spanish, oh and I would translate to whoever we were talking so to. here you go here's your here's your prime example uh, yeah that's that's borderline deranged 
Yeah. The question, did people actually believe it, you think? Do you think you got away with it? I think the horse farm, yes, but no, the Spanish thing, probably not, because she wasn't actually speaking Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. It's just gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. Well, she kept saying bibliotech. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Preston, Steve, and Mary. Yeah. 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 There we go. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Next time I go to Texas, you know, come with you. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'll work on my accent, Alex. <laughs> yes. Wow. hard, honey. And that's why she wanted to hear it, because she's a Texas gal. I know. She I wanted know. to hear your impression. I know. No, I'm not doing God, that for you that's guys. That's so funny. All right, listen, we haven't even taken a break to come back. We did that before we did the Bizarre File, so let's break. We'll come back in a second. We'll, we'll uh, hey, look over there. Hey, we hey. Something else for you to focus on. We'll do the Bizarre File. Stay put. We'll be right back. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. All righty. Brought to you by Sports and Social. Cheer on the birds. Just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social in Live Casino and Hotel Philly. You can watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with halftime contests, Bud Light giveaways, memorabilia, and more. So let's begin with this one. <clears throat> Two Minnesota men were accidentally shot by children Sunday morning in separate hunting accidents. Little bastard shot me in the Dude, one of them did. Really? The first shooting occurred just before 8 a.m. The 45-year-old man who was not hunting (laughs) was with his 12-year-old in a deer stand. She had just successfully shot a deer when she accidentally fired another round, striking her dad in the leg. Um, Another member of the family who was present applied a tourniquet to his leg before first responders arrived. He was uh, taken to the hospital for treatment. Now, the second shooting happened just before 10 a.m. Uh, the victim, a 50-year-old man, had just taken a 10-year-old boy out deer hunting and was explaining how to unload a bolt-action Ruger two seventy hunting rifle. Oh, boy. 
The boy accidentally pulled the trigger, and a round pierced both of the victim's buttocks. That's kind of so a trick shot. Went through one yeah. buttock and out the other. You got to get the right angle on that. Uh, the victim was taken to the hospital before he had to be airlifted to another hospital. Uh, the victim's conditions are unknown. Both shootings happened during youth hunting events, by the way. <laughs> Police are asking for the public's help finding a driver. They say hit a man in Lanham, Maryland over the weekend who kept driving for two miles with the man's body lodged in the car's windshield. Horrific. They show the footage. Uh, police are also asking auto body shops to be on the lookout for any vehicles with damage consistent uh, with the crash. Police found the body of 28-year-old Franklin Membrano uh, Mendez, and it was on the side of the he was on the side of the road shortly after 4 a.m. Oh. Saturday. Uh, Mendez had been involved in an unrelated minor crash about approximately two miles away. Police said, "What we know happened is that a minor collision. Uh, in that minor collision, Mendez exited his vehicle to assess the damage, and then he was struck by a separate vehicle. Uh, he became lodged in the windshield of that vehicle, and that's when the driver drove that approximately." Two miles, two miles, and left his body there. <clears throat> uh, the car involved in the hit and run is believed to be a 2011 to 2017 gray Honda Civic with a large white decal across the top of the back window. Do you remember the story you had about the the, the person? I think the person was lodged actually in the grill of the car, and they went and parked the car in their garage. Uh, that was a long, long time yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, that was weird. All right, this story is out of uh, Long Island. The Green Acres Mall. Oh, yes. Was locked down on Monday morning after a gun went off inside a store. Police say that they responded to a report of possible shots fired inside the mall just after 11 a.m. Authorities say a suspect tried to steal clothing from a clique store near the food court when he got into a struggle with security. Police say that he had a gun, which went off during the struggle. He ran away and got in an SUV. Uh, authorities say that he was not wearing any pants at the time uh, that he got away uh, because he was in the middle of putting clothes on. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you get caught. Yeah. Anybody who goes to Long Island knows that Green Acres is the place to be. <laughs> when he fled, he had... <laughs> when he fled, he had on uh, one sneaker... And uh, no longer had pants on. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, he Put your was, pants back on. He was I'm so embarrassed. He was wearing his boxers because he was in the middle of stripping the clothes off and was attempting to run out of the mall. Uh, a shell casing was covered. Police uh, believe the suspect took the weapon with him, and they are trying to figure out who he was. A uh, 24-year-old woman has been charged after a shocking video of her stealing an Amazon van for a joyride before falling out of the door. I love this footage. Went viral. Elizabeth Celeste Tristan Frazier has been charged with one count of unlawfully driving away an automobile and failure to stop at a property uh, damage accident. Uh, in the footage, Frazier, dressed in a white shirt and bow tie, is caught jumping into an Amazon van and driving off before swerving so hard that she falls out of the van and crashes. The incident happened in broad daylight in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The whole episode was captured in surveillance camera inside of the van. You can see her jump in the driver's seat. A man who appears to be the Amazon driver can be seen in the background returning to the vehicle and looking inside but then backing away helplessly. Frazier doesn't waste any time, quickly uh, setting down in the seat, waggling 
the gear shift and setting off. She takes a few turns before warming up and then started to jerk the steering wheel from side to side, causing the van to swerve wildly. I used to do that in uh, on the road with my kids. Just to right, right, kind yeah. of make them, you know, wiggle yeah. back and forth like that. That's what she's doing with this van. And she, but she falls out the passenger side. Yeah, well, because it's yeah. wide open. They, yeah. There's uh-huh. there's no other seat there. That's where they get out for deliveries. Uh, at first, she is concentrating on the road, leaning toward over the steer forward over the steering wheel, and then the vehicle begins to swerve. And then the, with the momentum, she flies out of the open door through the side. Hey, are, are most of those? Are they a lot of them electric now? Not that I know. Of. Okay. Uh, she can be seen hitting the grass and rolling along while the van crashes onto a curb and hits a tree at about 30 miles an hour. Wow. As the clip ends, she can be seen walking away from the vehicle in the background, seemingly unharmed. Uh, days after the video was posted, a person had been identified in relation to the case, and the woman was then charged. Uh, the charges are punishable by five years in prison. Yeah. Uh, plus a $100 fine. <laughs> no, no. A hundred bucks. All right, here's a follow-up story. Listen to this. The off-duty pilot facing 83 attempted murder charges after he allegedly tried to shut off the engines of a plane mid-flight on Sunday night admitted to taking psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, seahorses. Yeah. Forever. Uh, Joseph David Emerson was riding in the cockpit of the plane as an authorized occupant when he unsuccessfully attempted to disrupt the operation of the engines. Emerson is stated to have been sitting in the cockpit's jump seat when, after chatting with the pilots for several minutes, suddenly he said, I'm not okay, before pulling the handles of the fire suppression system, which he used to stop the engine fires and also shut off fuel to the engines. I'm going to miss the seahorse party. One of the pilots grabbed Emerson while the other declared an in-flight emergency. He initially resisted, but records say he settled down after roughly 30 seconds, so he didn't put up much of a fight. Emerson wasn't able to fully pull down on the handles and fully shut off the engines if he had. They said it would have shut down the hydraulics and the fuel to the engines, turning the aircraft into a glider within seconds. Witnesses said Emerson peacefully walked to the back of the plane and once seated in the back, he reportedly told a flight attendant, you need to cuff me right now or it's going to be bad. So they put flex cuffs on him. Uh, during a police interview, he said he was having a nervous breakdown, said he hadn't slept for 40 hours, felt dehydrated and tired. He admitted in pulling the handles and said that he did it because, quote, I thought I was dreaming and I just want to wake up. This is so insane, this story, because the guy, again, his, uh, from what I understand, in, in his neighborhood... And his friends all say he's a pretty together guy, like a nice guy. The officer and Emerson talked... He's a worldly known good guy. Talked about the use of psychedelic mushrooms, and Emerson said it was his first time taking mushrooms. Well, there you go. And he faces more than 160 state charges, including attempted murder and reckless endangerment. Wow. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. Oh, my God, it's almost 8.30. And we just did the Bizarre File. Uh, oh, my God. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Let me give away a pair of passes for Five Nights at Friday. It's a screening that's going on tonight, 7 o'clock at the AMC Cherry Hill. We'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. Marissa, and you will be able to go. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour is your shot at $1,000 in crisp college cash. Thanks to our friends at College Ave Student Loans. Whether you've got a nifty knack for making a dorm room look like a posh Hollywood apartment or maybe more of a pizza box and rock band poster vibe, show us. Make a short video. Start off with a, hey, Preston and Steve, and show off your decked out dorm room. Enter at our contest page at WMMR.com by 11 a.m. on November 2nd. 
second. Then we'll put them up for a vote to see who wins. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour, presented by College Ave Student Loans, a better way to pay for college. And 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks your school. So there are a couple of stories outside of the Phillies lost that are intrinsic to our area. They need to be reported. You are, after all, a journalist first and foremost. And pounding the pavement, pounding some other things. <laughs> And I think it's time to take a walk on the city beat this morning. See what we've come Don't up you with. Behind the meat, behind the beat with the sad about the Phillies' feet. Oh, <laughs> uh, so we're, we are going to go for this first story back down to the sports complex. I know we already spent a decent amount of time there talking about that earlier this morning, but it's a, it's a, this is a big story. Yeah, this is. Uh, I told you guys I went to the last time I was at the Wells Fargo Center was uh, when Duran Duran was in town. I went to the concert, and as I went by, I noticed the improvements as we reported on this. They're, they're hitting. The the end of this massive overhaul that they've been doing at the Wells Fargo Center, which is wonderful. I all love the, it. All the stuff they've done there looks I love it. excellent. But I told you, kind of over by where the VIP entrance is, uh, they were building a uh, an overhang, and they had ripped up the sidewalks, and I told you guys... My brick is gone. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So my brick, uh, where I, I sat when it was a core state center, for those of you who haven't been with the show for a long time, is back when I worked at WDRE as a stunt. <laughs> I spent two days sitting in every single seat in the entire venue. Yeah. Uh, it was horrible. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was a, a lot of work, but I did it. And um, so they gave me one of those, what they called um, forever bricks or, or rocks of immortality. I think that's how they advertised Right. Them. They didn't say whether it was you that would be immortal or the brick. So mine said Preston sat in every seat, you know, WDRE yeah. 1996 or whatever it was. Uh, they have gotten rid of all the bricks. They're gone? They're gone. They're gone. Yeah. gone. What happened They're to them? They're gone, dude. Uh, it, it, so this is out of an article that Steve sent to me this morning. Um... I, they've just ripped them up and they're gone, dude. You, but what we paid for, what everybody paid yeah. for, was a chance that was supposed to be there forever. So yes. my, go ahead. I got one. My, uh, one was a gift. Uh, and, and actually, the guy that gave it to me, this guy named Matt, uh, just texted me, coincidentally. Um, it was really nice present. It was a thoughtful thing. And it was supposed to be there permanently. Yep. So so here's yep. the deal. They have the all the records of the brick recipients. And apparently, in some way, those names will be part of an of of a they're doing something they're not something. saying what it's however be. Mm. don't you think you would have collected up those bricks and yes. offered them to the people here's what i would have done taken them arrange them in alphabetical order right and then you come down and go get, get, your get brick. it you yeah. want your brick yeah. you want your brick yeah you, you could have your brick give them a, a week or two to you know come and collect your bricks now we got one for my dad uh outside of the lincoln financial field and it's still there but they also gave us a commemorative brick so we bought one that's there planted uh on the walkway. Right, right. But then we also have another one. Double brick. A double brick. Did you get a uh, secondary commemorative well, I did, brick? I did not get a secondary commemorative brick. You had to pay extra for that. I didn't, Listen, they, they gave it to me. It was okay. part of uh, the, the the whole thing. But, uh, you know, I would have liked to have had one. I like showing it off. Like, you know, when people come yeah. in from out of town, I'm like, hey, they want, my buddy Matt gave me this. And here it is. And I remember, obviously, specifically where it was every time. I like showing it to my son. Like, it was a, yeah. it was a cool thing to have. Yeah. So it was um, 75 
$5. You could purchase one uh, near the arena's Broad Street or 11th Street entrances where it would, quote, stay forever. <laughs> So, do you get are they going to refund you guys? Are you going to get yeah. your money back? Forever. And a lot of people bought these for people who had died. Yes. Yeah. Lifelong fans so of the team. And Sixers they just or the Flyers. Threw them out. They're not going anywhere else. They're ripping them up. It's the articles in, in, in the Inquirer else. today, so they explain some of the aspects of it, but then there's a little mm. lack of clarity there, Kathy, in exactly what you're talking about. Put them somewhere else. Somebody just texted and said, I'm never going to a game again until <laughs> Preston gets his break. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Signed, Joel Embiid. So uh, on Tuesday, a spokesperson for the Wells Fargo Center said that some of the roughly 1,600 commemorative bricks were torn up as early as 2019. What? So they basically just took every, it was like a scam. They took everyone's money and then they were like, oh, throw that stuff out. And by the way, they say, Kathy, that if the brick was to commemorate the death of a loved one, they've since exhumed that body ah. and destroyed it. Uh, so wow. they said, and uh, all of them would be removed in the coming weeks after two decades some needed to be replaced due to wear and tear. I could see that. Yeah, they, they see were falling apart. That were cracked, and it yeah. was just poor material, I guess, or however it was placed there. Uh, the spokesperson said uh, uh, others are being replaced as part of the arena's ongoing $400 million transformation project, which involves improvements to the pedestrian walkways that need that uh, included the bricks. It says fans who bought bricks will be part of a new yet-to-be-determined display, Yeah, which is, means they're going, dude, what the hell are we going to do? So yeah, they're they're gonna do. They're Tell gonna, them there's uh, something coming. They're going to write that name that was on the brick on, on the Kate Smith's statue. Okay. Uh, they said we have kept detailed records of everyone who has purchased a brick and we're already in the process of reimagining the program with a new display so that everyone who purchased a brick will continue to be a special part of the arena. But the, the thing is, I don't know how. Well, the, the, this is a this is a specific thing where you would walk into the arena yeah. and your name would yes. be there. Yeah. So if it's part of a roll call or a banner or something, I don't know what they're going to do. That that is quite. You were you were a foundation of the building. Maybe everyone gets their own life size statue. Oh, that would okay. be great. That not, would be not, not like one of the bigger ones no, where not, they where they make them like you know fifteen feet no, no, tall. No, no, right. Life size, not yeah. not the Colossus of Rhodes, yeah. but but like the Rocky statue that could work. Yeah. Well, I feel is like, that so much? I was, I was when I went by there and saw that. I was like, okay, because it was right where my brick was. I knew where yeah. it was, and you were and, pissed, and it was gone. And I'm, I'm like, surprised. okay, maybe they've set those aside. They'll, they'll, you know, but no, they're gone. You know, they replaced it with, and I was by there myself, and I said, there's a brick that says. Preston is lying about that seat thing. Son of a bitch. I wow, never even knew that existed. Uh, by the way, somebody said that um, back when they bought the original $75 brick, they also bought a replica uh, for $39.92. And that's the one you keep at home, which is like its little companion. But you don't give a rat's ass about that one. The one you care about is the one that's firmly there. Like the forever brick. Yeah. So now you could you know, you know, point to it as you went that's down. That's me. There. Hang on a second. I want to go to Bill here real quick. Uh, Bill, you're on the air. Good morning. Uh, good welcome. Good, good welcome. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, um, my wife and I got married. We're big Disney fans back in 1998. They were selling pavers that you were, uh, when you go into Disney, the whole front entrance, they had a walkway, went around the lake. Oh, we're like, oh, let's get one. We had our name on it, where we're from. So we're like, oh, we'll be forever part of Disney. So we bought one, and we would always tell everybody, hey, when you go to the monorail, look for our bridge. It was like a part of our thing. They went and ripped up the whole front entrance in the last couple of years. <laughs> 
Mavericks are gone. We, you know, that was part of our thing. We're like, hey, we're part of Disney. You, you, felt, you felt a little bit of ownership. We did. We're like, hey, that's our sidewalk. We're, we're, we're vested. There's got to be something in the agreement when you buy it, some yeah. kind of fine print yeah. that says, you know, Disney has the rights to... We can do whatever we want. The center probably does. Yeah, 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 yeah. one day rip this up and it yeah. will be worth nothing. And you will hit us for it. Yeah. Thanks for adding. We're, yeah. You look down on the monorail. Hey, there's our brick. Gone. 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 Sorry oh, to hear that, that Bill. So cr- okay, so everybody Thanks. does this then. I don't know. So we have one at um, Oak Ridge uh, Elementary School where all three of my kids went. Uh, they have a flagpole and uh, and by that are, is a little brick section and we have all three of our kids' names. We bought it because all three of our kids went there for all of the elementary school and we thought it'd be nice. I hope that never leaves. What's that machine that breaks up the concrete? Jackhammer? Yeah. yeah. So they use a jackhammer <laughs> to get your kids' bricks up. So, so I love stuff like that. Like if you walk through a park sometimes and you'll see a, a, a bench that has yeah. a, a little plaque I on it. I read those. Yeah, so do I. I like to Absolutely. read Absolutely, and then I smash them. No, yeah. no, no. no there's one at uh, Haverford Reserve. They have a cool little kid's playground. And it was like just being built when our kids were really young. And so we, you know, made a donation. And so one of the little slats on the fence uh, has our name on it. You okay. know, and it, yeah. I like that. See, too. Th- it's again, something like, that kind of is there. It, it's it's your it's your stamp on something. You I, I feel like they need they needed to like you said, they have records. You send an email out. Here's the deal, guys. We're getting rid of all this stuff. Come get your brick. You got until this date. Uh, otherwise, it's gone. But part of the charm and the sale of the original thing was predicated on you were yeah. going to be, again, I guarantee you're pressing your right. It's in the fine print that yeah. if they decide to change things that, you know. You, it all gets weathered, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I understand you got to, like, do it, you know. So you do one of two things. You either, you know, send that email out to, to everybody so you can come and collect your brick or. Okay. Do the full-blown statue thing. We just do it, redo it all over again. Yeah. You know, with right. new bricks. Right. We could do something. What if we did something like that uh, for like our super duper hardcore longtime Preston Steve love that. Show fans? So we have like a Gary Lauer. Where will uh, we do this? I don't know. Somewhere in the studio. Well, oh. Why don't we do it outside Shelly of the Girl. Wells Fargo Center? <laughs> How about this? Um, a legal pad with your name yeah. on it. There you go. Yeah, well, yeah. listen, yeah. I mean, Tom our, from Delaware. Our rugs, they're all they are just like little uh, squares. Squares. We replace yeah. them with bricks. Yeah. We Each could, one of yeah. those. Yeah. Uh, I like that. There are a few people that are, uh, yeah, texting in. This one says, man, I'm really pissed. This pisses me off with the bricks. My best friend died when he was 19. We got him a commemorative brick, and every time we went down there, I would touch it. Uh, they need to figure something the F out. Pardon my language. Another one says, Disney World did the same thing. Yeah, that's what the call is. Son of a bitch. Paid for a brick. Saw it a couple of times. I was there with my family last June. The whole area was redone, and all the bricks are gone. Never got a notice or a letter, phone call, nothing, and I paid 150 bucks. We're getting for that. very frivolous. You know, they replaced the Tomb of the Unknown with the Dip Dot booth. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are They're delightful. Good, really, um, those are delightful. You know, they made do with, that uh, somewhere else, you know? Do yeah. it somewhere you else. Have to do it, right do it there. next to it. Yes. Do, yeah, next to the Tomb of yeah. the Unknown. A little refreshment while right. people are there observing. Reverentially. Their reverential, uh, yeah, observance of our nation's finest. So. I can't believe they started this in 2019, though. Like, Without us knowing. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really annoyed. As if this day couldn't get any worse. <laughs> I lost my damn brick. No. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, that's news in the city beat, folks. Uh, <laughs> oh, brick. Yeah. Yeah. This is appropriate. <laughs> it's a great. Ben Folds 5. I feel like I'm drowning. A brick. Wells Fargo. Hmm. Not about a song about abortion. Pop you, uh, peck, perk you up on a day after a big loss this morning. 
All right, uh, here's another City Beat story, and this is for my fellow whiskey fans. Mm. Um, Pennsylvania whiskey fans have a chance to get their hands on some rare bottles, including bourbons from Kentucky's Wild Turkey and Buffalo Trace Distilleries. The Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board is holding five limited-release lotteries that include 4,429 bottles of rare whiskey. Do you think you might participate in something like this? You know what? I did. Uh, I entered. I've entered a couple of these. And you um, won them? No, no. Oh. I, I never. I never got chosen. But there's a lot they're doing. It's 4,429 bottles. So maybe there's a pretty good chance that you get you know chosen to to purchase one or two. You don't win them, by the way. You get oh, the you have opportunity, the opportunity to purchase to them. buy them. That's I didn't realize that was the case. Rare they are. So uh, Pennsylvania residents and licensees of legal uh, drinking age can enter the lotteries until 5 p.m. on Friday. Participants may opt in to one, several, or all drawings, but winners will have their names removed from all subsequent lotteries. What's the most amount of money you spent on one bottle of bourbon? Um, I listen. I don't go after the super duper. You usually get those as gifts and stuff like that, rare but, things. Yeah. But uh, eighty bucks, okay. hundred dollars. Okay, I mean, there's that's some, not outlandish. No, there there are some that you can buy for rarer. You know, um, you know why you never batches, did that? Because you always knew you had a brick. Yeah, yeah. I always had a brick. And didn't need to spend the money on a comfort to show knowing. off. Uh, but but some people will spend hundreds and thousands of dollars for bottles. I think that's outrageous. Uh, I, I think that at some point, n- nothing tastes that good. You know what I mean? Really? At some point, there's only a level that you can go money-wise. What was the best you had? A Simply the best. Yeah. Simply the best. Uh, you know, I've never... I've never really tried the super duper high end stuff. So I've never had rare bottles and things like that. Nursing that perfect drink, and you say, "Would you pay two hundred bucks for that?" Uh, oh, I don't know. I doubt it. Yeah, That's but just you too can much. you can tell. Like I've had a high end tequila, and it was the first tequila I ever had that I was like, "Okay, I could put ice in this and and sip that. It doesn't need to be in a drink and mixed with something." I did have a port wine that was. Couple thousand dollars for the bottle of wine. Wow. A friend of mine had had it. It was super duper rare. It was a very very special occasion. And we broke it open. And I even texted a sommelier. I'm like, "Hey, we're drinking this." He's like, "Oh, he's like, this is very special. Was it's it a good? special moment. It's fantastic. Yeah, it tasted great. Did it taste with that amount of money? No. <laughs> but I had no. Yeah. I do get it a little bit more when it comes to something like Michigan a fries or like something like uh, Kathy, like your, your tequila, because it's not all going to go at once. Like uh. And, and I'm, I'm drawing the comparison to like a uh, like a champagne. You spend a hundred and fifty dollar on on a bottle of Dom, right? But it's got to go that day. The second you open that champagne, yeah. it's not like you're going to stick that back in the fridge uh, and have that a week later. Yeah, you well, know. Yeah, good that, point. Yeah, but I mean, you're still you're, you're still, still drinking the, it, but like you're not you're still getting the same amount, savoring it, savoring it, stretching, stretching it out, it out yeah, yeah, letting it breathe, a, just, enjoying just a little bit for a special occasion from time to time. Sure. I think is better than putting it in your school thermos. We got to drink this whole bottle. See, right but something now. like yeah. that to me is then sharing it with someone. Like I yeah. wouldn't open that and expect to drink the whole thing myself. Like part of it is okay. I have this really nice bottle of champagne. Who am I drinking it with? When are we drinking it? You know, it's almost like a... Special occasion. It it is. I just had my dead testicle removed. (laughs) Wasn't sideways the the 61 Cheval or something like that? And uh, she says, um, the day you open that bottle, that's the special occasion. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Uh, I don't know if you want to be already drunk hanging out at a McDonald's or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
That happens in that movie. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, I'm sure I messed up the name of that wine, so uh, forgive me. Kirkoff. Forgive me. Forgive me. <laughs> Kirkoff. Julie Jerkoff. Julie Kirkoff. Forgive me. Kirkoff. What if it be the other way? Julie uh, Kirk, excuse me, Jerkoff. So the PLCB will notify all winning and non-winning entries uh, by email in the following weeks uh, to purchase bottles from the drawings. Uh, those interested in entering the lotteries must have an active account with Fine Wine and Good Spirits. Participants need to be uh, provide a... Uh, Verifiable Pennsylvania billing address, identify blah 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 blah. You got to do all this stuff. So here are the bottles that you can uh, you can get. The first lottery will include uh, Blanton's Gold Straight Bourbon. They have four hundred seventy seven bottles. Uh, it's one hundred nineteen dollars each. Not outrageous. Blanton's Straight from the Barrel Bourbon. That's one hundred fifty dollars, and they have four hundred eighty three bottles of those. So this is obviously, as you said, this is all top tier stuff, correct? Um, yeah, I mean it's up there. It's okay. it's better. It's it's top shelf for top sure. Top shelf. All right. It's not. Um, it's this not. Like, not like uh, Peppy Van Winkle, right. where you can be spending two thousand dollars for a bottle. Okay, <laughs> that's the f- the thing yeah. about Pappy that makes me laugh every time. It, it sounds like it's a a, a crappy whiskey, yeah. but it's one of the best. Like the, just the name, yeah, Pappy. Pappy. Yeah, it just sounds like that's something out of some moonshine still. Yep. So then they've, uh, I, I won't go through all these, but they have uh, uh, Eagle Rare, uh, Straight Bourbon, Heaven Hill Heritage Collection. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of different ones that you can uh, get in on the lottery, but you have to do what it. What about that that, that bourbon? Uh, it's like $3,000 a bottle is Hobo Diarrhea. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's yes. a very, it's a deceptive name. Uh-huh. I, I had a I had a pretty good line with a bartender at the core event the other night. I was glancing at the uh, at the bottles. They had a, it was at, we were at a Hotel Monaco and they had a really you know an extensive yeah. uh, collection of, of alcohol. And uh, the bartender walks up and I go I go I have a Louis uh, Louis the Thirteenth and Coke. <laughs> and he looks at me like he goes what I'm like, I'm like kidding. And he actually got a chuckle yeah. out of it. I actually made the bartender laugh. I was kind of happy with that one. Uh, let me go. Hold on. Is this uh, Craig? Who's got a comment here? Hey, Craig, good morning. How you doing, bud? Good. What's up, my man? Hey, uh, I, I did win the opportunity to buy a bottle of bourbon through the state of Pennsylvania. And uh, no way. It was $1,185 for the bottle. <laughs> $1,185. Would you consider yourself an aficionado? Uh, no, probably within the last year, year and a half. I mean, I do get some blatant. Mm-hmm. from time to time, which is pretty good, and Buffalo Trace and so forth. Yeah. But I can't. I'm a common day laborer. I can't do it. 1100 where, bucks. Where, yeah. where, where would you draw the line, Craig? Um, I'd probably say... Two? 200? I mean, if it was really good, yeah, and if it was kind of hard to get. Yeah. I mean, know, that's I think, it. It would need to be considered a rare one. And like Casey's saying, it's something that you could that you take your time with. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I mean, if, if I bought it, I, if you go online and look at it, it's probably about... Seventy five hundred to eight thousand dollars for a Jeez, jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. So I remember I had the opportunity Thanks, to crack open an eighty five can of Yoohoo. Ooh. And um, actually, you know what? No, I yeah. I did buy a bottle of bourbon. There's a uh, there's a distillery called Blue Run, and my friend who knows someone in the business got me a couple of bottles of it. And yes, it was expensive. They were um, they were near the two hundred dollar mark, but it was you noticed I had it at his house. Right. I'd already had it. Yeah, I'm like this is super yummy. So that is my set aside for very special occasions. My best friend Steve's coming in today. We'll have a couple of cocktails with that one. You're going to break that out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so yeah. when you have something like bourbon and you've opened it up, um, ooh, uh, it'll last forever. It will. It yeah. will. Okay, I didn't yeah. realize that. All right. Yeah, it'll it'll hold as far as I know. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, it's nothing you have to worry about. Like wine, 
can be a concern because when it gets more air, it uh, that's uh, kind of the the enemy. To Do you have one of those um, storing things, Kathy, where the, it, it infuses it with the the it keeps the air in it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you, you are you happy with the results of those? I haven't opened the box because I usually finish that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no need for this. <laughs> Do you have a stopper for champagne? Uh, I do. The stoppers, yes. I, yeah. I feel like the stoppers maybe can get you to the next day. Like, maybe. That's, I, I yes. don't love them. But, Steve, I do have, you know what, I'm going to open it up and try it. Because uh, I do have the one that right. takes the air out. And it's supposed to um, keep the quality of, of the champagne or the wine or whatever. So, right. I would love to see if that actually works. Yeah, uh, Claire has used one, one, of, of those. one of those a couple of times. And, and, and thinks it works pretty well. Okay. So she's All she's right. like you. She's a wine. Um, here's another uh, quick call. I'm going to go to Martin. Hey, Martin, good morning. Eugene. <laughs> What's up, Martin? Eugene. But I thought it'd be cool. I'd be impressed my first date. Go bottle, go get a bottle of Dom. I was getting late making dinner myself. I figured I got to chill it. All right. Stick it in the freezer. <laughs> Oh, no. Make dinner. <laughs> I hear something pop. Oh, there it goes no. $125. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Yeah, and you you can't. Uh, in my younger years, when I was trying to impress a date, I great. bought accidentally bought a bottle of Dom <laughs> Deloise. Oh, and yeah, no, it's I, the Cannonball Run series. I puked up a bottle of Dom one night. Oh man, I had paid for it. Uh, it was New Year's Eve. We got bombed. We saved it for midnight. We drank that, and then like an hour later, I'm over. I'm over the the, the trash can, puking into it, and I'm just smelling that champagne. That hundred and thirty dollars champagne come oh, right and, back up. Oh, is Cavassier is a Champagne as well, is it not? No, or am I, no that's uh, what is that? That's uh, no, Cavassier is a uh, brandy, brandy, yeah, it's a brandy. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I have a suggestion for him or anyone like that. Um, instead of throwing the bottle in the freezer because that's what everyone wants to do to chill it, if you just have like if you have an ice bucket or yeah, you don't have an water. ice bucket, you have a big bowl, just put the ice in that and stick the bottle in there and it's gonna chill just as quickly. And put some water in there too and swirl it around, yeah. and yeah, you'll get it a little swirly, it, it'll, it'll cool off because uh, there's probably so many stories of people uh-huh. leaving. It in the freezer. Another quick call from uh, Vince. Hi, Vince. Good morning. Hey, guess who's touching you? <laughs> guess who's wow. touching you? By the way, real quick, Vince, it's a cognac. Cavassi is a cognac. Oh. Sorry. All right, go ahead, Vince. Yeah, so a couple years ago, my best friend bought a new house. I figured, all right, I'll, I'll give him a little uh, housewarming gift. And my stepfather had died, so we went through his basement. I found this old bottle of Rebel Yell. I'm like, oh, this, this is probably pretty good. We like, uh, we like bourbon. I uh, gave it to him. We're drinking it, and we're like, this is terrific. So looked up the serial number. I accidentally gave him an eight hundred dollar bottle of whiskey. Uh, whiskey <laughs> wow. uh, good friend. Yeah. How how long after did you look it up right then while you guys were drinking it? No, it was like half gone. It was like a month later. Oh. Well, at least you had some left. There you go. And you have oh a good story god. about that horrible mistake. Oh my god. Thank yeah, you, Vince. Appreciate it, bud. <laughs> All right. Um, well, anyhow, uh, you can go through the uh, Fine Wine and Good Spirits uh, 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 app or website if you want to sign up for the, the lottery. It's kind of cool. Uh, another story here real quick. City Beat. All right, so HERS is launching their third annual Flavored by Philly contest. Uh, this is a big thing for them. They get a lot of traction on this. So now through Tuesday, November 14th, uh, they're accepting online submissions for unique chip flavors inspired by Philadelphia area small food businesses. And you remember, Corpolese was the last one that won that. Uh, and 
once the nomination period closes, a panel of judges will review the submissions and narrow them down to three finalists, and the top flavors will then uh, be sold throughout Philadelphia next summer so fans can sample them and vote on their favorite. So I love hers. I buy so many hers products. Hers needs to advertise on our show. Don't they, Preston? I think so. Yeah. They uh, they commented on one of my uh, posts the other day on Twitter because I, I took a picture of uh, the Phillies in, in right field and there was a hers sign in the background. Oh. They're like, yeah, that's a good-looking sign. And I was like, it is. And it I, is. Uh, yeah. Don't they? Don't, would, they is should. It a perfect union. First off, my favorite cheese balls. I know. Uh, they did for a while. They did advertise. Yeah, I know. You remember yeah. when Mr. Her passed away? Right. And it was uh, great. We, we had it, Not that he died, but we had the family no. out. Well, his his son uh, heard about it and got back to him, and he's like, that was really cool. And then we ended up uh, doing some business with him. But I don't know what the, the current status is right now. But oh. uh, I would, I, I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain because I want to enter this contest. Yeah, me too. What do you think? Um, what do you think? Well, I'm, I'm not going to tell you because it's a contest, and, uh, and you have to get past. Can you, you give me your award-winning concept? An original idea. I don't have one yet, oh. so I'm working on it. Um, but the person who wins the idea, and the money is not. I just want the prestige of of being of entering this. But it's a five thousand uh, dollar prize and a year supply of hers chips. And the, that I want. And the small business represented by the winning flavor will receive ten thousand dollars. So. I think you have to base it like, you know, Corp Lee's was. Right, something have, very Philly-centric. You have to base it on um, on an already existing business, mm. I believe. Right, right, right. And it has to be usually like a, it, it can't be like a tile place. It has to be a food. Right, right. probably food. This so, tastes like the, the linoleum, linoleum mm-hmm. at Home Depot. Uh, the first person to submit a flavor inspired by a particular business will have hit, uh, ownership over that idea for the contest, even if similar submissions follow. So you need to get on this now. How about this tastes like one of those uh, bricks in front of the Wells Fargo? Small business owners can also nominate themselves, but if they win, they simply receive the $10,000. Yeah, my mind is reeling with uh, potential here because, uh, you know, they really, hers really is nailed. <clears throat> they did the... Um, um, the, uh, the the hoagie the primo the Italian hoagie mm-hmm. uh, and they and they nailed it mm-hmm. they effing nailed it uh, so yeah uh, you'll be able to enter now through Tuesday November fourteenth so if you want uh, to do that better get into the lab you can do it you can go to the hers website and uh, get that whole thing I all. do have a potato chip lab in my basement oh you do yeah I, so, I, I mean I, I'm not always working <laughs> yeah. I mean you can't just do that alone so I still have to do math. Okay, oh, that's so that's sound. the Wonka machine. Yeah, uh, I just saw a, <laughs> Nick. Did I see that over on your screen over there? The Wonka Are machine? All, yeah, no, in the Willy Wonka movie, apparently when they're in Grandpa Joe's uh, house, yes. when they're all eating the chocolate, the one ant basically is filleting the chocolate. And yes, okay, but it was it was from the uh, Johnny Depp Wonka. It was movie. a Johnny Depp Wonka it, it movie. Was, okay, uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Is that okay? So she's basically just sucking on this thing, just <laughs> yes. trying to. Suck everything out of it. Suck it out of chocolate bar. <laughs> suck it out of chocolate bar. Wow. Okay, I, so I thought I wasn't sure. That was the... So that was erotic. <laughs> it's a more erotic It wasn't Wonka. supposed to be erotic, right. but uh, looking, uh, glancing over, I was like, okay, yeah, she's sucking oh. that thing off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was chocolate, so I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sucking off the chocolate. <laughs> uh, In a world of constant fellatio. I didn't know that. All right, one, I'm going to do one more City Beat thing. Oh, I did yeah. have one thing set aside, and I want to make sure that I clear out the file here. So the Philadelphia Christmas Village returns for its 16th season. Yay! Uh, November 23rd to December 
24th, so we're roughly a month away from this getting started. Uh, preview weekend will be taking place Saturday, November 18th to Sunday, November 19th. I'm, Kathy, little, that, that, I'm sorry, Casey, go ahead. No, I was, I'm a little annoyed that they, they took that Wisconsin cheese yeah. sandwich thing, and then they were like, well, we can do this on our own. We don't need you. <laughs> and, and, so, and it's not as good? Well, I don't know. I haven't tried it, but, you know, they, they did that. They do that from time to time. Like, if you go to the Wells Fargo Center and you try the pizza that they have there just now. came up with a good idea, though. What's that? For her is, why don't we submit the Wisconsin cheese stand at the yes. as a Philly flavor? <laughs> yeah, it's not the pizza you think you're getting. Mm-hmm. Oh, it okay. was It was at one point. That made me angry. And then they were like, mm, yeah, we're not going to pay for this. We're, we're just going to try and replicate we're it. We're going to knock and, it off. And pull we'll a make, fast one over we'll on. We'll make mm. huge slices, too. Uh-huh. Mm. What I was going to say, Kathy, is I know this ends up on your on your Christmas activities list, your holiday activities, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah. So here are the new things to look for, Kath. I hope I'm not ruining your uh, no, no, holiday okay. activities. Uh, later hours after dark, uh, it'll be... Oh, that'll o- be good in the middle of the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll go... It should go over well. Uh, through 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. You'll be there for the ATM race. Saturday through Sunday, and then 9 p.m. Friday through Saturday, uh, there will be more twinkling lights. Ooh. Ooh. You never have enough lights. Oh, new oh, oh, oh. European market lights being added to last year's brand new rustic wooden huts. Uh, new vegan worst Wednesdays and vegan bratwurst, Marissa. Ooh. So there's some uh, expanded vegan options. New beer garden and open air seating for the first time ever at North Apron. Yeah. Uh, new collectible mugs, merchant souvenirs, and it says big new surprise to be announced next month. So I don't know what that mm. is. You know what? Surprise. Don't know. So, uh, Casey. Bill re- Weston reading A Night Before Christmas. Returning favorites, the uh, Racelet Cheese and oh, award-winning Rocklet. lineup of food. Rocklet? Is Rocklet. that it? Rocklet. Yeah. Now, before, it was these two guys from Wisconsin. They came here. They parked themselves here for a month. They worked their asses off from, like, sun up to, to sundown. Yeah. And this is no longer that. This is their knockoff. This is their, yeah, their version. This is the Philadelphia version of the Rocklet. And it uses Rocklet cheese. Yeah. That's the name of the cheese, Rocklet? It's like a, it's like Swiss cheese. Okay. And it, but it's Swiss. glorious, right? But you, you just said, um, Preston, that it's returning. So what's returning? Rocklet cheese and award-winning lineup no, of food. So they, That's what, what it says. Case, what Casey was talking about, they had, they had those guys, right? Maybe they were the, from Wisconsin. Yeah, That's they, what I'm asking. Yeah, they may yeah. have had it like a year or two, but for the past however many years, they've done this. They've right. done their own version their of own. it. it yeah. It's called That's, Love and Rocklets. That's what's returning, the, <laughs> okay. that, that um, food stand. That, that, I was confused as to whether or not it was the Wisconsin guys coming back, and that no. was the return. Or it was the thing that uh, was there last year that's the pale imitation of yeah. Wisconsin raclette. Did you try it? I did. And it's not as good? Uh, no, no, no. I, I didn't try the new one. I did the okay. Wisconsin version. What, and, your world? What, what if this is as good it, as the other one? Then I mean, I'm fine cool? with that. Okay, I, 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 just but checking. I'm also not fine with it. You know, it's just that... <laughs> They're cheaping out of it? Case, is, is Possibly. It, explain to me if you would. Is, is it basically like a, a, a mega just, grilled cheese sandwich? It's just melted cheese. Yeah. So they have this wheel of cheese that yeah. is constantly being heated. And they scrape off the melted top. Right? Good. Sounds good. And then they throw um, some mustard on it. And yeah. which is the weird part is I don't really like um, um, those kind of pickles that are sweet. What are those things? Uh, 
Gherkins? Gherkins. But they put those that on it as well. Or bread and butter pickles. Bread and butter, I feel like, is the version. But it works. And they put it on bread? And they put it on bread. And it's like a baguette. And people were going nuts for it, right? So it's not a grilled cheese, per se. A grilled cheese is when you actually grill the bread. Right. But it's a melted cheese sandwich. Have you had a similar sandwich to this? No, I'm I'm quite interested. And in fact, it looks, and I rarely use this word, Scrumptious, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, mm-hmm. it do look scrumptious. I but I don't have to watch you eat it. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm fine with this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you night I'm fine with this, Kathy. As long as those two guys that were here, like hustling to make money to pay their mortgage or rent or whatever, that they have an, an alternative, right? That that they're not. Oh, I'm, you know, sure, know. I'm sure that they're not going hungry. I, I mean, because um, yeah, I know what you're saying, though. You have this idea and it gets ripped off and replicated. Now, if they're doing a fine job here, I support that. But my guess is these guys are doing just fine. Yeah. What hap- I, I really wonder what happens, though, in situations like this and the one at the Wells Fargo Center. When the company comes in who has created this uh, this item and then all of a sudden they say, what do they do? They up their rent? Like, why don't they It always comes come down back? to money. It, it, yep. just, it has to. Like, yeah. I, the, the version of the pizza that we love that used to be in the Wells Fargo Center, it probably ended up costing that company that got rid of my damn brick yeah. more. And the same thing with this uh, Wisconsin cheese folks. And so they kind of force them out and then yes. go, okay, well, we'll make big we'll slices do it, too. And we'll well, do it for cheaper. In the, like, for example, like, also a lot of times it is the people who went in there, they want to have the quality control over their product and that's wrestled away from them a bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when is this coming back for us? Um, if there's a, a preview November 18th, uh, that week Weekend, and then it starts officially on uh, November 23rd. Son of a bitch. We're right. looking at a picture of this cheese being... Looks amazing. It, it looks great. amazing. Yeah, and it took a little while. Like, there was definitely a line. So if you wanted if you wanted to get it, you should get there early. Don't go there, this you know. Loving Rocklet? You're loving... Uh, listen to your heart with Rocklet cheese. Case, I'm surprised you like it, though, because you just said the other day you don't like Swiss cheese, and this is like a Swiss? Uh, well, that's what somebody said. I, I didn't taste the Swissness of it. Okay. Um, it's not... Uh, Super There's bitter. some holes like, in your story. Yeah. Whoa! Hey, what? when is um daylight savings? Is it this Sunday? I don't know. It's gotta be. Uh, it's just it's gotta, gotta be. Uh, because Halloween is on Tuesday. Well, hold on a second. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it is it's, uh, Sunday the fifth. What? November fifth. Okay. It's after. What? Where did that question come from? Um, because cheese. I was thinking about <laughs> Swiss cheese, Nick. Uh, <laughs> this thing, this Christmas village is. Uh, uh, I, I was there at nighttime. Yeah. And the sun goes down it's earlier, the right and all that, and it's the right time, Steve. <laughs> no, it's, it gets dark by six o'clock. Now. Just in time for uh, camp out for hunger. I tell you what, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me ask yeah. you something. All right, will this be will this be operating Ooh. during camp out for hunger? That sandwich no. has prosciutto on it. That, ooh, that looks pretty this amazing. This is a big, heaping, gluttonous, wonderful thing of goodness. Boy, if you could get that at uh, Food Trucks and Fireworks, that'd be awesome, too. Uh, but we're going to have plenty of good stuff for that. We haven't even announced that yet, have we? No. We just do it right now. Yeah. No, I didn't say when. Hey. Can I didn't know who's going to win no, the no, Super Bowl no, 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 this year. No. Um, it's going to happen. We're it's, working on it. Is it on the website yet? It's, it, yeah. It's oh, announced. it's on the website. Yeah. Right. It's going to be that Monday. Yay! Camp Out for Hunger. And by the way, food trucks and fireworks. That's Monday night, but don't you think for a second that there's not stuff happening and during the evening the rest of the week? Because they're ambi. Every night. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go to Carol. Hi there, Carol. Hey, you guys rock. Uh-huh. Hey. Carol, what's up? So, I'm 
so. You can enjoy the scrumptiousness of raclette in your home. How so? They have um, tabletops. They're electric. They're raclette grills. And you use a grill top to prepare whatever kind of food you want. And then the warming trays for the cheese are underneath. Mm. It's a lot. Um, and it's just, it's a lot of fun when you have a party because yeah, you know, sit around the tabletop and... You have to buy five pounds of cheese to do it, though, it looks no, like. You, so. you don't. And okay. actually, you can get a really nice raclette at Wegmans. Okay. All right. Oh. Excellent. Thank you, Carol. I appreciate yeah. it. By the way, here's something I want to make for you guys sometime. It is called bread cheese. What? It is Sounds good. wonderful. It's not bread. It's a cheese that you can cut up into slices, and then you can you can literally throw it on a pan and heat it up. Oh. It will not melt and, and spread all out. It keeps its integrity, but it warms up. We have it pretty often. I like to put a little honey and a little rosemary on it. Oh, it yeah. Is, I should make some for you guys. Oh, We're looking at it. It is Holy yeah, hell, go. that looks oh, good. It's wait, fantastic. Like and when you do that, I'll make something, too. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Never no, you won't. No, you won't. You can buy the bed. What are yeah. these manhole covers we're yeah. eating? Well, they started out as pancakes. <laughs> they were pancakes. You bring the champagne and bake yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kathy's that grandmother in 16 Candles. When she says, you can help me with the French toast. She's like, I'll just open the donuts. <laughs> like, you know she's like? <laughs> she's got a cigarette. She's like Cher in Mermaids. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Sticking toothpicks and marshmallows. Listen, All right. I, I used to try to pretend, and now I'm like, I just don't care. All right. So a couple other things we got to wrap up here. Uh, the Christmas Village exclusive uh, beer locally made for market uh, and uh, Ferris wheel, carousel, train other popular rides and attractions it says the German American weekend, the family weekend and uh, Chris Kind appearance. Chris that, Kind. I don't know what like that Chris is. That is Chris Kringle's agent uh, it's, spelled, it's spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-K-I-N-D uh, Chris wait, Kind. Wait, Christ? Chris Kind. Christ Kind. It's a Christ kind of appearance hey, that will be happening. Or is it Christ uh, Kind. Good to meet you. Chris T. Kind. Chris T. Kind oh, will no. be making an it's appearance. A Christmas what? gift bringer in Austria, oh. Switzerland. Oh. So like uh, like Santa Claus. Oh. No, it's not Santa Claus, though. Uh, Santa's got to no, go. No, no, no. It's, it's an angel. It's an, with the angel wings. And she was... Oh. Um, was it Chrisagond? No, hold on. <laughs> the you, will total, you will know as soon as and you see a pic, the picture of New this year, the Christmas village, the skull sealer. Defended by my fictional creations, Chrisagond, <laughs> the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> will you draw your attention to the center of the ice as we introduce to you Chrisagond, the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. <laughs> oh. ah, that would be amazing. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time to seal skulls. It's the most wonderful time to seal skulls. All the screaming and pawing, <laughs> the bleeding and clawing. And everyone telling you be of good cheer. Oh my God. It's right. the best way to say I don't want to hear what you're saying. Oh, we're looking at it. Look, you guys know her, Oh, right? that's a classic. Yeah. yeah. So that's an Austrian bringer of gifts. This guy. Yes. She okay. looks like a very, um, very um, resplendent prostitute. Oh, <laughs> no. All right. We got to wrap it up. That's yeah. it. That's it in the city beat, y'all. Uh, we do need to take a break, but thank you for being a part of this. So we'll come back in just a moment. We got some stuff that we can give away before we're done. And secret text word, by the way, uh, your chance to go see the uh, No Name Pops this weekend. Text word secret 39333. We'll be back in a moment. In MMR's early days, we used care.
carrier pigeons for requests. But some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick shout out, if you don't mind. I was supposed to do this yesterday. This is from uh, Michael Lloyd. And he said, could I get a shout out to my beautiful wife, Heather? Her 35th birthday on October 24th. I love her so much. And I just want her to know she will always be my regular Saturday night. That would be totally Presbo, he wrote. All right, so here's a shout out. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hi, Mike. You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's perfect. Hi, Mike. Good, good. Um, uh, wow. Nick, I'm going to address this person's... Uh, well, let me, let me okay. address this text right now. Somebody had texted in and said they want to know, is it Chrysogon... The, and the philosopher of evil and the skull sealer? Is it three people or two people? It's oh. Chrysogon, the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. So is he both so of those answer, things? Answer the question. Chrysogon is, is, is the philosopher of evil. And uh, this, this is what I believe. And then there is the skull sealer. So he's so, all three things. No, no, no. He's saying there's two different people. Right. Uh, I complain. I, I think it's a description of it, one person. It, it is a good query. I apologize to anyone who's been offended Wait, okay. by my fictional creations, Chrysogon, oh, oh. philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. I have your answer. Yeah. Creations. Creations. Yeah. 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 I always thought, I thought Chrysogon was both of those things, but he's not. Nope. So we don't know the name of the other person. We don't know who the skull sealer's name is. I think that's his name. I think that's his persona. You're um, you're about to go into something, right? Uh, but we we have time. We have okay. we have. Do you have that thing that you wanted to do I, earlier? I wanted to play this in a little bit. The, okay. the, the audio, but you, but Casey well, is holding his finger, his index like finger to up to Jennifer Garner. Lips. He has an idea. Boy, Ben Affleck, <laughs> for incorporating them into my fantasy <laughs> life. Fantasy life. It's well, it's it's not an idea, but it is a question because um, we all I think pronounce this thing differently. Oh. And I want to, for sure, for sure, phonetically, what is it? But I say, Sai Edelong Kong Kong. <laughs> All right. So it's Sai Edelong Kong Kong. Uh, but mean, you say Sai on Kong Kong. So, yeah, I, I say Sai Edelong Kong Kong. I, I, I trim it. Well, let, me get, let me get Nell back up here. One second. I got to set my Nell's. Sai Edelong Kong Kong. I got to set my yeah. Nell setting. All right. So 
There are many listeners who don't know what Nell is. It's a movie yeah. with Jodie Foster where she doesn't really speak English and she speaks gibberish most of the movie, if not all of it. Yeah. We, we, the- should, we should do, we should actually, st- uh, I was thinking about this because I'm, I'm going to grab some clips for, for Halloween from, you know, just we have some, some fresh movie clips to, to pop up. You know, it's kind of fun for Halloween. But we should take a little deeper dive because Nell, that question keeps coming about yeah. What Nell is. And it was a Jodie Foster. It was definitely a play for an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, before she won for Silence of the Lambs, well before. Uh, and, um, and you know, young Liam Neeson. And she is living in the woods, as you pointed out, Preston. She was living with her grandmother. Who had had a stroke. stroke so she learned to speak from her mother. Her grandmother. And so, her but you were just supposed to be so enamored of her innocence. And yeah. uh, and it, it just played weird. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's her upset. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> now that, that's their first date. Also, Tata, I like. I believe we started playing a lot of the Nell clips when we did a contest with Jay Wright called Buck or Nell. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Jay. <laughs> Jay and I both went to <laughs> It was a dumb idea for a contest. Did we do is, it? Most of our ideas are, are pretty stupid. And this was, uh, Jay and I both went to the same college, Bucknell. And uh, yeah, we did a case. And we, I don't pass a miss a lot. We had, uh, we did a con, those, the this or that type of contest yeah. a while back. Do you remember we had Ken Hitchcock on and we did Hitchercock? That's right. <laughs> Man, that was, and it was the names, either names of various hitches, right. the boat hitch, yeah. and and various roosters. Right. Uh, awesome. Have, yeah. We'll just come up with a name for a contest and then figure out how to actually do the contest afterwards. How have we remained employed for the last 25 years? <laughs> well, not only that, in, in one of the great, great jokes on humanity, we ended up in the Radio Hall of Fame. <laughs> I mean, go figure that one. Yes. I'm still working on that. When we were there that night, <laughs> I, how every second of that night, you and I, all of us felt that, that suddenly security was going to descend on yeah. the table and give us the bums rush to the front door. You're up there watching Dan Patrick. You're like, okay, that one makes sense. Yeah, that, that, guy's, that, guy's, that guy's legit. <laughs> well, we, we went first and then gave a speech. And then Dan Patrick gave up, came up and just gave this awesome speech. Yeah. And we're like, oh. Well, I was at right. the depths yeah, of hell and I had cerebral deal. hemorrhage and I crawled my way. And I'm like, well, I farted in a mason jar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we didn't even get to give away those prizes. I know. <laughs> that event was canceled. Really? That's right. Yeah. Yes. It was an MMA thing that yes. got canceled. Six jarred farts for mixed martial arts, and the the MMA event was canceled. Uh, whoever won that, we're sorry. But we we'll get you tickets to Chris Agon and the Skull Seal, which are playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. opening and, for a song. Yeah, Tai and, yeah, and the Russian singer. Sai <laughs> and, and the Adelong. I did not say the name of that. Casey, somebody somebody suggested. How about Nell and the Tie Ties? <laughs> Two tie tie, no that fly fly, fly. blue tie tie, head play, fly fly, shake us all. And Edelong Kong Kong, that's that's the same. 
the hell is she saying? I don't know. She's actually. Oh, I don't know. Dude. How did she's, she, she's she's pointing out know. the right um, uh, setting yeah. uh, for a distributor cap? On well, <laughs> double tap. I'm just wondering in the con because I've never seen Nell, uh, but in the context of the situation, can I understand what she's what she's yeah, trying? Sort of. They're, they're trying to determine what she's. Right. So they're scientists. She's because she's, she's Liam, a lawyer. Liam Neeson and the host, <laughs> Natasha Hanstrich, I think, was in it. Right. Yes. And, and that's where they met. They're scientists, and they um, Nell is found because her grandmother dies, and she was this wildling. She lived out in the yeah, and, then, right. and she stumbled into town, and they were like, "We can't communicate with this person. We don't know what she's saying." So they brought in these people to to study her phonetically and try to figure out how to communicate with her because she was a little child who grew up with no school in the middle of nowhere. She was surviving. had a, a bad stroke yeah. and, and she didn't know how to speak properly. Right. That's how she learned how to speak. And also they allude to uh, twin speak as well because she had a twin yeah. who had died oh. and they would speak gibberish with each other. So Their concern was that she was consistently eating her own poop oh. and that was a big issue. Like a dog. And so they wanted to break her of that. Not really. No. no? Oh, okay. Like a dog. It was Natasha fun. Richardson, by the way, not Henstridge. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a species. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Natasha Richardson. So right. Two researchers and an alien. Mm. Uh, so that's the story of now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It, it's not horrific. It's just that it's blatant and it's everyone wanted to win awards mm. off this. Okay. And, did and she so win an award? She did not. Oh. She got nominated for uh, Best Actress. Just to be nominated is a is an honor, especially when you're speaking <laughs> gibberish. Yeah. 1994, that movie came out. Um, I want to move on to something else. All right. Please. Uh, I'm trying, Nailed to, I'm trying to find a way to do it. Is it with this thing right here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the other day we were coming out of the, uh, the back end of uh, uh, the Shinedown song, the most yes. recent one, that beautiful ballad, and, and the name is escaping me. Uh, uh, symptoms, Sorry, of being human. <laughs> symptoms of being, of being human. human. Uh, it is a beautiful song. And is this the, the end part that I was talking about? Yeah, Connor right, so got this ready for us. This, and, and it reminds me of something. Now, I haven't compared the two, but we're going to compare the two now and see if it does. But this part... When it's this kind of a this little trickling piano here, beautiful. All right, now I said that it reminded me of the Dracula musical (gasps) and forgetting Sarah Marshall. (laughs) So Uh, without hearing it to uh, to literally compare it, Marissa pulled this. Uh, Connor did. Or Connor, Connor did. did. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. So I want to see if it if it's close or not. So right. here we go. Dude. Yes. Dude. Yes. That's pretty close. Wait, do the other, you got to do it again. All right. Do the uh, other one? Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. It's getting pretty hard. Oh. <laughs> Do you have the lyrics? Yeah. Do you have a portion of the song with the lyrics from the, the Dracula song? Uh, <laughs> it's getting pretty hard. <laughs> God, what a great Die. movie that is. It is. Die. I, I can't. Uh, wait, here's... <laughs> and this scene is so uncomfortable. Yeah. When he pauses before <laughs> singing the first lyrics, like, I don't know if I can do this. This is forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. yeah. I love it. She's like, Dracula musical! <laughs> Here we go. It's getting kind of hard. Things are going to get better. I've been drowning too long to believe that the tide's going to turn. Oh, my God. And I've been living too hard to believe things are going to get easier now. I'm still trying to shake 
When he when we had him in here, mm-hmm. it was it wasn't too too long after that movie had been out, and I hadn't seen it. Yes, yeah. And I'm I wish to God I would seen had seen that before he was here because that movie is a that, scream. His visit is the prime example in my brain of a guest that I've grown to love. Yes, after yeah. after. yes. yes. And, and like because so many and I watched uh, I Love You Man again recently. The dynamic oh. between him and Paul Rudd and him and Paul Rudd and, and Sarah Marshall. Yeah, yeah. He's a Kunu, uh, Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> the serving instructor. But yeah. like uh, Jason Siegel is just enormously talented. My wife contends that he stole a story that I had relayed to him on the air when we had him in studio and used it for his own story. Did she also say that you're better than Chris Pratt? She says I'm better looking than Chris Pratt. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's why the, that he is her least favorite of all the Chris's. Wow. But, um, okay. So I had watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall for the first time on an airplane, and I didn't know that there was full frontal nudity in the beginning of the <laughs> yes, movie. Yes, right. there is. And I'm always careful when I'm choosing a movie that yeah. you know people around me are yeah, two or three rows back and see what you're watching. And sure enough, I mean, there he is <laughs> in all his glory. And then he had shared a similar story not too long after that on, uh, it might have been Kimmel or Fallon or... Right, or right. Conan. It might have been actually Conan. I was what, on a flight. Was I was watching Two Girls in a Cup. <laughs> and I did not know. You didn't know. I had no. I thought it was some sort of culinary thing. What was the story that he shared that some, somebody had told you that, that they told him? Um, oh, man. If you can find that story, I don't know exactly how he told it. I don't know if he was watching it or if somebody else was watching it on a plane oh, next to him. All right. Um, that first scene where he is fully naked, he's, mm-hmm. he's in a towel and she comes home and yeah. she's about to break up with him, but he doesn't know that. <laughs> and he opens up the towel. He's fully yeah. naked. Uh-huh. You see his Johnson and he goes, I got something for you. You and, start <laughs> and, you're like, and waggling around, and we're like, "Whoa!" You just don't see that. You're dead off. Now you see it a lot more. Uh huh. Why was he here? What did he, what was, was he promoting? It, it wasn't Muppets, was it? Because we talked to him about the Muppets. Was, no, I think it was like 2010 or 2009 case. Um, when did Muppets come out? 2011. 2011. Yeah. Uh, he's a ma- well, obviously he's a massive Muppets fan. Yeah. But you know what? He um, he picks different projects, like that series he did that was here in Philadelphia. Um. It was it was interesting. I, I can't say that I thought it was awesome, but it was interesting. So I think he's was that called Dispatches from Elsewhere? Yes, yes, yeah, sir. I love. It made the city look phenomenal. I love uh, Shrinking, which is on Apple TV oh, it's Plus. Oh so my god, so good. He's he's the star of it, and and um, Harrison Ford's incredible in it. But the writing is um, the same writing team that did Ted Lasso. It's a really good show. Well, and every single cast member is they're so all good. different, yeah. you know. And and it, I mean, it's like it's like yeah, Ted Lasso. I gotta watch that. Yeah, gotta yeah. watch that. When, when is the second season coming? Uh, I don't know. Well, not soon enough. Have you seen Bonanza, Preston? Kind of to me. Things are going to get better. <laughs> Love that. You also, you owe it to yourselves to watch the table read uh, when they play that for the first time around the, the cast with the table read. It's so good are because people, nobody knows what to expect. And people are falling apart uh-huh. when he's doing it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I thought, I suspected, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of. What is your favorite? It's kind of close. A being human. <laughs> what is my favorite? What piano section in a song? Like the you know you know like at the end of like I'll take one for example that song Wildfire at the end it ends with the piano, <laughs> right yeah. Wildfire and I just wait to the end of the song. Um, you know, that no. little. Or, How about or, uh, Layla? 
Yeah, it's, pretty good. it's second dramatic. Half. It it, it changes the song. Second half of Layla. It, it clearly says we're going in a new direction. But there, there are some songs that end with that that piano. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, you gotta uh, listen. To, listen, I know you guys hate it when I bring up this band, Fish. Fish. But there's a song called uh, "Silent in the Morning," and it write is down. write it down. Yeah. But when they do it live, it's uh, usually they'll do it as a set closer, and uh, systematically the members of the band will leave the stage, and it's uh. just Page on piano, and it is beautiful. Yeah. Every single time, every every single. Time. I love. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a sucker for that kind of way to end a song. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so so. The, the the kind of tinkling piano. I think. Uh, on what the is way it? out. Uh, um, you have a song in mind? The Space Hog song. Oh, uh, in the meantime? Doesn't yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that one ends like that. And so does Epic from Faith No More. Yes, I, I love that. That has that little piano yeah. uh, play out at the end. Um, and put on the spot, I can't really come up with anything right now, but I'm, I'm sure there's... You know, I, I mean, it's I not, like wildfire. It's not the same thing. But. I said, uh, by the way, I was wrong. It's not. It's squirming coil. It's not silent in the morning. But anyway, uh, it's not the same thing. But uh, the the fading piano part at the end of it, uh, guys, you guys, I've told you guys, my favorite song of all time for a few different reasons is um, Benny and the Jets. Yes, mm. uh, there's. It's not that same type of piano, but it's a bunch of piano licks that he's doing. On the way out, that I like to kind of play along with. On the oh, you know what else I like? Uh, well, it's, uh, not, it's not the same thing, but um, theme from now. <laughs> no, um, is it the end of Peg? Oh, no, uh, or is it the end of FM? Love it's that. not. It's not oh, that type. Uh, of, but, no. but it's an electric piano, and and uh, uh, anyway, I, I can't think of it. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm a sucker for that approach or that wrap up to a song, and it's it's obviously done to create an emotion. Yeah, because the the lone Ooh. piano is evocative, and, uh, and that's why it works. It's also a, a Wild West here with a lone piano. There's a list, Steve, and I'll, I'll send it to everybody. But it's 31. Uh, it's, this is just rock songs with piano, but there's it's just a great list. And then some of them we mentioned already: Funeral for a Friend, um, mm. Hey Jude, oh, Way It Is, Funeral for a Friend. Man, how often did you listen to that song? I've told you that's if if that came on, that was on the radio. That was a you're not leaving the car. Yeah, yeah. Over song. What's the song? <laughs> I love that piano. Sarah- Burroughs? No. Uh, the other one. Michelle Branch. That's no. It, yeah. Is it Michelle Branch? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thousand Miles. Take him away. Side of the Kong Kong. Side of the Kong Kong. I do love that song. That's it. And that is Fish. That ends with a with the piano part at the very, very end there. Yeah. Now be tight, Little playing out. That's No, that's one of my guilty pleasures. That is a great song. Yeah. That is a great. Making the way downtown. What is she making done? a way? Making a way. <laughs> Where she says it. I don't know what she does. I she she, kind, she's kind of a. She, oh, really? She married the Iron Sheik, didn't she? No. No. Oh, wow. So she's a widow. But she also did the backup vocals <laughs> on uh, Counting Crows, and I know you hate this version, Nick, uh, Big Yellow Taxi. I just like the original better. The, yeah. The, she, she does the, the Joni does, Mitchell song? Yeah, but yeah. the Counting Crows did a cover of it. Oh, that's right. And yeah, she sure. does the uh, she does the, the harmonies. Wait, I didn't know that you hated that song. My cousin despises <laughs> their remake of it, and like really? gets angry when it the comes. Yellow on. Taxi. Yes, I'm yeah. like great song. Relax. Put up a pocket. Ooh. 
And I like their version. It was good. But she can't, like, she's like, it, it is a disgrace. Away, give away, wanna give it all away. Yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. Who's the original singer of it? Journey Jenny Mitchell. Okay, I was, she wrote Jan- it. I was thinking Janis Joplin, and that's why your cousin hates us so uh, much. Yeah, because no. your mom. Family. <laughs> You're thinking of Janis Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, so, Who's Vanessa Carlton is married to a guy named uh, John McCauley, not the Iron Sheik. <laughs> and uh, she was born in uh, <laughs> Milford, PA. I thought Iron Sheik's real name was John McCauley. No, no. Where's You're, Milford? Uh, it's uh, in between here and Lewisburg. So, okay. like, uh, coal country. Okay. Mighty Milford. Yeah. Anyway. Mighty Milford. Cold country. Cold yeah. country. <laughs> Real cold country. Like People like Nell live out that way. <laughs> so I, I was at this uh, fish concert in uh, <laughs> Atlantic City, and they were doing that squirming coil, and it was beautiful, and I was enjoying it. Did it you the, cry? It, no. Well, Steve, this dude in front of me passes out cold. I mean... Like hit the ground? Hit the ground Boom. face first. Oh, no. Thank goodness he fell into sand because it was on the beach. But I see him fall. Is this one where no one was tending to him? Nobody tended to him. And I'm like, guys, you're ruining the song for me. No. <laughs> so I had to, and I'm like enjoying the music and then I'm watching this guy die in front of my face. Did you do a trick? I went and saved his life. Okay. I actually, because nobody was helping him, so I, I went over and he was out like the, the, there was... He was breathing, yeah. but I had to turn him over because he was face He's down gonna in the die. Sand. Yeah, no, good for you. This is the song. Squirming coil. Does yeah. it end with just the piano? Yeah, so what you'll hear is, uh, this is the 94 version. I don't know if they did this in 94, but in... Uh, well, on... we have seven minutes left on the song, so let's just hang around and find yeah. out. I'll play you the you version still can't like. fast forward? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Casey's going to... Uh, I'll just do the version that I like. going to hook us into his phone. But as, as this guy... But I'll have to fast forward a little bit. Um, as I this, love the fish with you on a late night. <laughs> uh, periodically, you know, just... The, the band will go away, and then it just gets really... So you hear the drum. Yeah. Turn up a lot, please. Okay. Yeah. Good night, Casey. It's pretty... Then the drum will stop, and it'll just be him. There's another three minutes of this. Okay, so let us play. I'm I'm not going to play it out for you. That's where it's a bit much. Beautiful. Do you know who yeah. I love? Uh, and I, you probably agree with this. Uh, uh, I'm a, as I say, a sucker for the piano. When I choose that way, Bruce Hornsby's oh, music. Oh man, uh, just sensational. Yes, my uh, that's just scrumptious. Right? What's that? Just the way. It, that's just the way it is. Yes. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Just, Long Valley Road, and there's a whole bunch of songs that, that he's. The show goes on. Right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, somebody texts and says, "I don't know why, but I keep imagining a Nell cover of Margaritaville." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know. That's for you, friend. Sounds like the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> are we going to keep you? you I'm just, more? just playing in the background. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Comes the, as we get to the part where uh, the drum comes back. <laughs> no, 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 that's it's beautiful. It. Everybody's that's gone. Beautiful. Yeah. And so they're, this is their, uh, this is the end of the night for them? This is the end of the first set. They'll never oh. do it as a set closer. But then he always says, 
stick around. And then everybody sticks around. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Why haven't you taken Kathy to a concert? You didn't even see his face when he did that, Kathy. <laughs> it's totally crazy. Everybody sticks around for the second set. Everybody's going to leave, and then he says stick around. Everybody's like, okay, I guess I'll just stick around then. Exactly. Was that, is that, did they hold the record for the longest concert you've ever attended? Um, well, I mean, they played a concert from basically midnight to sunup on Y2K. Wow. That's the longest concert I've ever heard, but I didn't go to that one. Yeah, the longest, actually the longest I was to was a was an Elton John concert. It was just him and a, a percussionist. And he played for almost four hours. Mm, wow. Okay, He's at the hours. Beacon Theater in Long, uh, uh, New York. Can I address another uh, song thing? Yes. Uh, that's uh, sort of related, but not really. Um, there was an article. You want to sit down at the piano? Or you... Nope. <laughs> nope, I want to finish a sentence. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there was an article in the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer yesterday, and um, Marissa had reached out to us and said, uh, what would our walk-up song be? Oh, yeah. And there was um, a miscommunication between me and Marissa and the writer of the article. And it was nobody's fault. It was just got lost in the sauce. Um, and the writer thought that, that my answer was uh, Release, which is one of my favorite songs by the band Pearl Jam. Release is a Do we have it there? Song. Release is a great song. It is not a great walk-up song. The song that I wrote down is a song called Leash by Pearl Jam, oh, which is a lot angrier and more upbeat and a good walk-up song. Well, let's compare and contrast. Yeah, this is Release. Yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, First base. <laughs> taking the plate, Nick McElwain. He's hoping to hit a home run for you fans. Please support him with your applause. songs did you guys pick? Listen, Dancing on My Own, was you wouldn't expect that. Maybe this could work. Is that what you pick, Kathy? Play Leash. Walk-up song, Preston, is if we went there. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) stepping up to bat, Nick McElwain. Also a beautiful song. (laughs) It is a beautiful song. Not a good walk-up song. No. By the way, Runs. The version of this song that I love even more than Eddie's version is Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's gorgeous. Have you heard Eddie imitating Willie imitating Eddie? No. It's, it's terrific. Uh, Eddie does a good Willie impression. Do you know it's a great, like, get him fired up stadium song is Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I said, you Steve, hold on, Steve asked what mine was. They hated mine so much they didn't even print it. Oh, really? No. What did oh, you pick? Um... <laughs> this is Kathy's. No, wait. What did you? What did you pick? A uh, Whitney Houston song. Oh, I want to dance with somebody. What did you pick, Preston? Uh, Tom Sawyer. Oh, yeah, of course. And the Great. reason the reason being is because it's got a big open, and then uh, a lot of. And the first line. Totally Presbo. The first line is modern day William. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. know yeah. that. I think people would sing along to yeah. it because it gets right to it pretty quickly. Did you see yours was? Uh, it was this fish song, Divided Sky. Okay. And I, and I, I just think... picked it because it's my favorite song for my favorite band. Mine was think... Run Like Hell. I don't think we can play Leash because there's so much cursing in it. Um, well, Steve, why don't we you do it. the announcement? Why don't you announce uh, Nick McElwain and I'll play Leash? Okay. Play Ladies and gentlemen, Nick McElwain. What's a home run? <laughs> I know you planned the bottom of the eighth. Alright, no, this is Alicia for real. Well, here we are. Does this start off with what the no, that's a porch. That's porch.
I don't know, so I don't know Marissa's song, Superman by Goldfinger. Uh, Steve picked Run Like Hell from Pink Floyd. Um, yeah, I'll have to look at some of the other notable Philadelphians and uh, what they chose. The uh, the writer of the article is a really nice guy. His name is uh, Matt Mullen, um, and so he included, yeah, I, I think, uh, Jill Biden's in there, and uh, Josh Shapiro, and um, a whole bunch of other interesting Jim Garner. People. Mark Summers made the list. Good oh, Day Sunshine Jim by Garner. the Beatles. Jim Preston. Garner said, yeah, Good Day Sunshine. How about that? Huh? Okay. I like it that. Interesting. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, I'm being told we need to take a break. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to give away the last of uh, the movie passes that we have for the screening tonight, Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, so this is at 7 o'clock AMC Cherry Hill. And mm. if you would like to go, uh, be callers 15 and 16 at 215-263-WMMR. It's rated PG-13. It'll be in theaters and on Peacock on October 27th. The screening is tonight, 7 o'clock AMC Cherry Hill. So. Give us a call right now. 215-263-WMMR. UMMR. We will break and come back and we'll get some more Bizarre File stories. So hang out with us. 93.3 WMMR welcomes Blink-182 back to Philadelphia. July 26th at Wells Fargo Center. The One More Time Tour with special guest Pierce the Veil. Ticket sale Friday at 10 a.m. Listen to Pierre's show all this week to beat the box office and pick up a free pair of tickets. WMMR.com has all the info and another chance to win free tickets for MMR VIPs. 93.3 WMMR and Blink-182. Everything that rocks. All right, we're going to get to the Bizarre File right now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre it's brought to you this morning by Zane Western Apparel and Work Gear in Piles Grove, New Jersey. They have uh, time-tested work gear brands that are meant to last. Route 40 in Piles Grove and online at zanewestern.com. Uh, you may have seen this, but a passenger aboard the JetBlue flight that tipped backwards upon landing at JFK Airport took to TikTok to recount her scary ordeal <laughs> and how they were ordered to help strategically rebalance the plane. It's the wildest thing you've ever seen. Shanae Bobble or Bovell shared footage of the chaos that ensued late Sunday after flight 662 from Bridgetown, Barbados, touched down at the Queen's Airport. Uh, Bovell said when just over half the plane exited, or maybe a little bit more, the plane abruptly tipped backwards so quickly and intensely that the tail of the plane hit the pavement of the jet bridge and part of the plane door broke. Look at this guy. I mean, that's crazy. Wow. Bovell said that she overheard chatter on the flight's crew walkie-talkies indicating the nose of the plane was pointed 10 feet in the air. Uh, she shared footage that captured a member of crew directing concerning passengers. And they said, uh, so uh, very slowly, little by little, move towards the middle of the airplane. Oh, my gosh. Because apparently everything is like it tipped up. That's what they said. So I'm wait, g- so g- what happened? It, it was just improperly weighted. 
did, but I, I, my guess is also there were issues with the luggage. Uh, she said that uh, she was then moved to the front of the aircraft as passengers were instructed to strategically rebalance the plane. Would you stay on that plane? Uh, well, I mean, no. I mean, they were yeah. leaving. They were. I think they were exiting, right? Okay. They had just uh, I, I thought some were staying on board the flight, and it was continuing, but maybe I missed Oh, right. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd make sure but, they would check it out. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, so she said uh, it was so also scary because it tipped back down. Uh, they tried to start fixing this, but also told us to watch out and move back. Uh, we all just panicked and had enough and said, wait till we get off. And we had strategically exit to exit the plane two rows at a time and then take a break. And listen, we'd really appreciate it if you all started flapping your arms vigorously and trying to help us out up here. Uh, the JetBlue official said Monday that no one was injured and explained that the tipping occurred due to a shift in weight and balance during the deep plane. Remember the, Aaliyah, the singer, her plane was, it wasn't weighted properly and oh, it yeah. crashed because of that? I've yep. been on a uh, on uh, an aircraft that wasn't full and they told us to move. Yeah. Uh, because uh, the the weight wasn't distributed amongst the passengers properly. Yeah, yeah. And so you just had to move to a different part of the plane. And I was like, if it was that time, I was like, I didn't know that was a thing, but no. it's a very important thing. That's a thing? Yeah. Uh, a northern Colorado welding business is trying to pay a subcontractor $2,500 uh, a debt in quarters, dimes, and nickels and pennies that weighed more than three tons, according to the plaintiffs in the case who call the move malicious and a major FU. Yeah. Uh, Danielle Beam, an attorney who represents the plaintiffs in the case which is called Fired Up Fabrication LLC, called the 6,500-pound coin deliver a symbolic middle finger. She said, I think that uh, the thought was my clients would have to accept it, and it's a giant waste of time and a major FU. According to court documents in the case, JMF Enterprises hired Fired Up uh, Fabrication as a subcontractor to do welding work on an apartment building. Fired Up Fabrication later filed a civil suit against JMF, saying that it was not paid in full. In July, the two sides went to mediation, and JMF agreed to pay the subcontractor $23,500 to settle the financial dispute. Settlement agreement did not specify how the settlement amount should be paid, but six weeks ago, Beam said she got a call from a driver of a flatbed truck who said he was parked near her office and was delivering the settlement, and it turned out the driver was attempting to deliver a two-foot by three-foot by four-foot box filled with coins and weighing more than 6,500 pounds. The driver told Beam it was full of a mix of loose coins. Beam said uh, JMF's lawyers assured her that the three-ton delivery contained all the money in coins and it required a forklift to move. Beam said that she couldn't accept the coins as the freight elevator in her century-old downtown Denver office building couldn't carry more than 3,000 pounds. I said, even if I wanted to take this box of coins, I had no way of doing so. She called the stunt uh, petty and a waste of time. So legally, would you be, be obliged, unless you have specified how you're being paid to take this. That would be a waste of time. <laughs> there you go. Uh, JMF asked the judge to force the plaintiffs to accept the coins. Mm-hmm. A judge is considering their quest, but Beam says the stunt will likely backfire on JMF. So I don't All know. Right. To, a judge is going to have to make that decision. So we'll see. This is A Connecticut father who reported his child missing after a supermarket visit was arrested Monday after cops found that he was intoxicated and had, in fact, left his own child at home. 
Wow. Ooh. Colby Parker called police to your bad daddy. Report his child missing from his car parked outside of Price Chopper. Oh, dear Lord. He said he had gone into the store and left the child in his vehicle, but they were missing on his return. And that sparked a mass search involving Connecticut State Police troopers, supermarket Where? staff, and local police departments. Where are you, fella? Canine teams arrived on the scene, and local residents were alerted while other staff from the supermarket reviewed video footage. At this point, they discovered that Parker had made two trips to the store that evening. On the first visit, he was accompanied by a child, but the second time around, it was just Parker. Troopers arrived at the child's home and found them there. Officers asked Parker to participate in field sobriety tests, which were not performed to standard. Uh, further investigation revealed Parker was unaware that the child had not traveled with him <laughs> to the store on the second trip. Would you shut up back there? The child was handed over to a family member while Parker was arrested and later charged. He faces for alleged offenses. Have you ever left the home when you had your kids and you were juggling all that stuff and, and never forgetting did that. a kid at home? Never did that, yeah. unfortunately. But I could see how right. it could happen. How it could happen. You know, especially if you're hammered. <laughs> all right. And then one last story, a short one. In Missouri, a man from Warsaw, Missouri, is charged after attacking another man with a sickle. Sickle. Yeah, according to court records. Hammer and sickle. 43-year-old Todd Baker is charged with first-degree assault and armed criminal action. On Sunday, Baker went into a home, told a man to get out of the house. Sickle is a symbol of the Soviet Union. Uh, Baker began hitting the man sitting in the chair with a sickle. The strikes caused serious physical injuries, and he had to be taken by helicopter to a hospital. Oh. Uh, Baker's being held in the county jail on $150,000 bond. It never had a story where somebody was being attacked no. by a sickle. I would not be... Wa- Sucks. I, yeah, suck to get attacked by a sickle. Yeah. Slice you up. All right, there is the bizarre file. Kathy! Yeah? I need a number caller. Yeah. Oh, for the yeah. secret text word. 13. All right. 13th oh. caller. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the secret text word, and we will see if we can get you that prize when we return. We'll get a random text or two while we are breaking. Then we have more stuff to give away with lesson question, and then we'll do trash and music news. So stay with us. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. 
by phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye flawless, near colorless, brilliant cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14 karat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, so I would like to see if we can get a winner. We were looking for our secret text word caller, and it was uh, number 13. And we're going to go to Mike, see if we can get a winner. Hi, Mike. Good morning. (laughs) All right. Hi, Mike. Mike, what is our secret text word? Skeleton. Skeleton. That's right, buddy. Hang on. To give you a pair of tickets to see a really cool show, the No Name Pops, their debut performance. Let's groove tonight. Motown and the Philly Sound at Verizon Hall this Saturday, 8 p.m. The No Name Pops is a new nonprofit organization created by former musicians of the Philly Pops, and the show features conductor Herb Smith. Uh, tickets for both shows, 3 p.m. and 8 p.m., started just $41. They're available via KimmelCulturalCampus.org. They're sensational, really, honestly, and and, and they they blew us away with their uh, with their capability. Abilities. Absolutely. And we're also going to give tickets to our random texter, Rich Skultetti from New Jersey. I don't know where in New Jersey, but somewhere in New Jersey. So, or congratulations. Uh, and we are going to give you, sir, the exact same price. You get to go see the No Name Pops on Saturday. All right. Uh, we're going to give something else away. Today's lesson question, our prize, is a float session at Halcyon Floats. Uh, let me see. I did not get a chance to take a look at this yet. How about this? What kind of alcoholic beverage has a terrible name but is actually quite tasty and exclusive? <laughs> it's true. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you heard this. It was around 8.50 this morning. What kind of alcoholic beverage has a terrible name but is actually quite tasty and exclusive? 215-263-WMMR if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Liberty Safes of New Jersey. They're having one big fat safe sale now through November 8th, Route 130 in Bordentown, or Route 73 in Mount Laurel, online at libertysafesnj.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, that home Tyler Perry is building for 93 year old Josephine Wright, who was evicted from her Civil War era house, will have five bedrooms and a pool. As per her request, Wright's new home will also have a granny grotto for some, quote, stanky ass senior sex parties. Whoa. Oh my yeah. God. Kim Kardashian ratcheted up the saucy sex appeal for her 43rd birthday bash. Wearing a barely there bikini dress, Kim says she wanted to show that she still has another porn movie in uh-huh. her house. And finally, rapper Fat Joe putting down $750,000 on a Rolls Royce while impulse shopping in Dubai. Fat Joe admits that because it's Dubai, they have no idea his career has been over for years. All right, we will see if you do indeed know the answer to this question. What kind of alcoholic beverage has a terrible name but is also quite tasty and exclusive? And the caller we'll go to is Brad. Hey, Brad, good morning. Hey, guys, be good and eat fruit. Be good and eat fruit. And eat fruit. Thank you to the Hulkster. All right, so what's the name of that uh, uh, nasty-sounding alcohol but is actually quite tasty and exclusive? Hobo diarrhea. Hobo diarrhea. Hang on, Brad. Got 
at you a float session at Halcyon Floats. You can stress, uh, or stress actually can be scary. You can relax with a float session from Halcyon Floats. Philadelphia's premier float center. Relax, recover, reset. Halcyonfloats.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. We'll start with this. More big names have been added to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Organizers announced yesterday that Stevie Nicks, Adam Levine, Carrie Underwood, Common, uh, Miguel, and Sia will perform during the November 3rd event at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Uh, additionally, Ice-T, LL Cool J, and Queen Latifah have been added to the list of presenters, which already included Elton John, Brandy Carlisle, Chris Stapleton, Dave Matthews, New Edition, St. Vincent, and others. The class of 2023 inductees are Willie Nelson, Missy Elliott, Cheryl Crow, Kate Bush, George Michael, Rage Against the Machine, and The Spinners, by the way. Nice. Out tomorrow is Police Diaries, a new book by Stuart Copeland. Uh, the coffee table style book is drawn from Copeland's personal pocket diary entries between 1976 and 79 during the earliest days of the police at a time that he was serving as the band's manager as well as its drummer. Uh, the book is filled out with some additional background comedy and photos of the diary pages and of himself and bandmates Sting and Andy Summers at the time. Copeland said that uh, he's happy to give fans some insight into what he calls the starving years of the police before the, began, the uh, band began. Again, scoring its first hit singles. He said, in part, the hungry part was the interesting part. Uh, when we were stumbling around London trying to get a break, and the miracle that is revealed in those diaries is that Sting stuck it out and Andy joined in. Uh, the police, of course, went on to sell more than 75 million albums worldwide and had a rash of huge hits. Copeland recently has created orchestral arrangements of the band's songs that he released on an album the police deranged for orchestra last year. Uh, this year, he collaborated uh, with Indian musician Ricky Cage on another reinvention of the band's material called Police Beyond Borders. Where are they? Uh, I mean, the obviously contentious stuff was always part of the band going all the way back. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think uh, he and Sting are right now? I think they're in a good place. They're in a good place? Yeah, they just, uh, they do, they, they... Their music, they broaden their horizons yep. musically, so they don't uh, they don't need to work together uh, anymore. But they're they're still friends, you know. But like I think as we talked about this last time, if they were to tour and spend a long time together, they'd probably go at it again. <laughs> yeah, they're just very alpha male oriented guys. Uh, founding members of NXS, Andrew, Tim, and John Ferris, uh, Kirk Pengilly, and Gary Beers came together for the first time in six years to celebrate the milestone of four billion streams. Wow. Keyboardist Andrew Ferris acknowledged the band's late co-founder and singer Michael Hutchins. He said, as we celebrate this moment, mom, monumental milestone of four billion streams together, we all acknowledge that it's a feat that would have made Michael incredibly proud, as it does for all of us. Guitarist Tim Ferris said, uh, it's truly mind-blowing that our music has been streamed over 4 billion times and incredibly humbling. I'm grateful I'm not the one tallying them all. Uh, It took place during an intimate lunch event in Sydney, Australia, hosted by Universal Music. And NXS has sold over 70 million albums worldwide, making them one of Australia's biggest-selling music acts of all time. And there's so much great stuff in their catalog. They were a wonderful band. Billy Idol is set for the U.S. movie theater release of his live... Oh, Billy! ...concert titled Billy Idol State Line. 
It documents his sunset performance earlier this year at the Hoover Dam, which was the first concert ever performed at that location. Why not the barbecue? Uh, it also highlights uh, the history and significance of Hoover Dam. It'll call the event monumental and a surreal career highlight. Surreal, surreal career hair li- <laughs> highlight. Uh, he said he had a reason for that location. He said uh, that he had, because he had joined forces with the U.S. Department of the Interior for a series of PSAs highlighting the importance of water conservation. Uh, Billy Idol? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the film premieres on November 15th, and you can check Billy Idol's website for a screening location near you. You are putting to be able big, to drive yeah. across the Hoover Dam. Sorry, Steve. No, no, no. Yeah. They put up a new bridge a few years ago, and so even when you, it's, it makes travel faster. Uh, you can see the the bridge in this video that we're looking at here in the studio, um, but you can't really even see the Hoover Dam anymore. I don't know if you're still able to actually drive over the Hoover Dam. That's a good question, probably because of you know issues of uh, security, right? Security, and also I think it was just really um, it, it took you much longer to travel from like Las Vegas to the Grand Canyon or whatever if you were driving. I walked across. I mean, I was just there a couple of years ago. Uh, Kath, did you go there this summer or no? To the Hoover Dam? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, There's a lot of foot traffic on it. Yeah. I mean, I drove on that bridge. Well, I mean, I was in a bus that drove on that bridge, Nick, that went over it. How long ago was that? This summer. Okay. Um, but Oh, you went on the big bridge. Yeah, the no, big bridge. Gotcha. But then a couple of summers ago when I was there, I was walking. I walked across it. I can't remember if there were cars or not. Uh, huh. I don't know either. Mm. All right, one last story in music news. R.E.M. bassist and founding member Mike Mills is selling his Hollywood Hills home for $6 million. Located above the Hollywood Bowl, you can see the Hollywood sign from there. Among the large reason, the two-story, four-bedroom, three-and-a-half bathroom property. Let me say that again. Yeah, yeah. Four-bedroom, three-and-a-half bathroom property, $6 million. That's unbelievable. Uh, it also has a 400-gallon aquarium in the living room. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Mills... Reportedly purchased a home for $888,000 in 1997. Well, the prices have gone up. Yeah, since <laughs> R.E.M. ended, Mills has been playing with his band called The Baseball Project, in which uh, former bandmate Peter Buck is also a member. I don't care, you know, li- listen, they probably get jaded to it, but seeing that Hollywood sign yeah, still gives you chills. Uh, by the way, The Baseball Project released their fourth uh, studio album called Grand Salami Time uh, earlier this year. We all had that. That is all I have in music news. That means we have one final break that we will take and when we return the letter of the day for the word of the Wee Prize and uh, Pierre Robert in here. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's 26th annual Camp Out for Hunger. Supporting Phil Abundance. Starting November 13th. Inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Live from the Beanbow Bakeries USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, we'd love to see you. So stop out with your donations and say hey. There are daily individual donor prizes plus some cool Camp Out swag too. And grab a free cup of morning coffee thanks to Duncan. Donate with our volunteers. Equipped by Stoffer Glove and Safety. And the General Building Contracts Association. Or make a cash donation on site at the Acme Markets Tent or at the register of your local Acme store. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Made possible by IMS Technology Services. A clear alternative water supply. Worth USA. Shapiro Fire Protection. Sling Max Rigging Solutions. And MJ Corp Screen Printing and Sign Shop. 
Uh, despite the upset of uh, last night's game, it's been a pretty nice day today. And the weather is cooperating wonderfully for the rest of the week. It's uh, going to be absolutely gorgeous starting today and going all the way through Sunday. We'll see what happens after that. But in the meantime, you should enjoy Get outside and um, oh, yeah. take a little stroll oh, yeah. or something. Uh, maybe you could walk on down the street and end up at the Comcast building because that's where Pierre Robert hey! is. Live as we speak. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids. How are you? We're good, man. How you doing? Very well. Um, it's the, it's actually a little crispy um, and term, uh, crisp and cold uh, as you're walking down the center city streets. Uh, but I'm waiting for that warm up. You promised, but it, it's about 68 degrees. But it, there's still a touch of a chill. Oddly enough, all right. Oh, but uh, it'll come around. It'll be coming up. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we'll explain why you're there and what you're doing and all that. But first, should we do the letter of the day? I think so. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. L as in Larry. All right, and we have two more to go, and then we will give away a pair of tickets uh, for the Mammoth VIP experience. And uh, MMR presents Mammoth WVH uh, Mammoth 2 Tour uh, 2023 with Nick uh, Nita Strauss. And this will be Saturday, November 18th, Keswick Theater. Uh, tickets are sold out for the show. And the VIP experience includes uh, VIP laminate, limited edition signed posters, sound check access, band Q&A, and a group photo with the band as well. So we will give that away on Friday. Sounds like a, uh, a beehive of activity down there, Pierre. Yeah, I've never been on the lower level at the uh, Comcast Center. There's two Comcast buildings. This is the one at 1701 uh, JFK Boulevard. And uh, it was the first of the two giant Comcast towers that went up in Center City. And there's the grand entrance here. And then you come down one flight and there's a, a gigantic food court, which I never knew was here. Huh. And a concourse right above that. Uh, I mean, they've really uh, it's a really quite an operation. So we are in that concourse just a few steps above the food court and um, it's it's really a cool space. Nice. And uh, you're doing this uh, as they, they have earned this uh, from the Camp Out for Hunger, right? That is correct. Last year, Comcast uh, for the 2022 totals, 322,000 675 wow. pounds of food. Oh Let me say that again. 322,675 pounds of food uh, thanks to Comcast. And so um, we are broadcasting from their facility and we'll have a member of their staff coming by a little bit later on. Uh, but that's amazing. Nice. Alright, so what do you have planned uh, for today? I mean, people can come by and see you, right? Right. Uh, I start my set in another half an hour. I'll be opening with Stairway to heaven and then um we're gonna go from there but uh besides that in terms of the radio portion we'll have blink 182 tickets uh we will have uh workforce blocks of judas priest the record company and yes for i think it's john anderson's birthday today so uh we will have some fun here at the comcast center and anyone that's nearby please come by and say hi and we'll go from there all right well enjoy sir we're gonna take a moment and thank our sponsors preston steve show brought to you today by lincoln mills haunted house get your tickets today at lincoln mills Haunt.com, also brought to you by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Uh, tomorrow on the program, fun, fun, and lots of fun. Fun, yeah, that's all fun. fun and even frivolity. Oh, and Merriman's and Mirth. Yeah, maybe. So that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey,
everybody. It's good to have you on the map. Ba two, ba two, ba 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 do, ga ga ba ba da. Shopify helped businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at Shopify.com/records. <laughs> 